0: For sure. It's been pretty few and far between these days. You
1: know well, that's saying? what happens when you have a newborn sucking your will to live.
0: Is, is it sucking yours as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's li- It's literally sucking from me.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's... Every one and
1: a half to four hours.
0: <laughs> wow. I... I. Okay. Well, you know what? Before we get into all that, <laughs> we, should, we should start at the start, probably. Uh, what's I your just want to
1: highlight that yeah. you have a beer right now and I have a coffee.
0: Well, you know what? One of us has, you know, obvious life goals and life choices, and the other of us is you. So, all right, let's have a sip. Okay,
1: let's take a moment.
0: Mmm. Nice warm coffee. Yeah, that is quite nice. Ooh, don't spill that on the carpet. Yeah, that would. I'm not fucking cleaning that today. There's already blood on it. Okay, here's just quickly here's a little life lesson. Okay. If your child picks up a kind of a cheap version of a swiss army knife and he's playing with the flashlight that's on it don't look away for any length of time because in that length of time he managed to pull out a very sharp serrated part that i didn't even know was on the um me neither. the gadget and uh he managed to cut himself and bleed all over our carpet and scream and cry because he's really squeamish when it comes to blood
1: that was pretty deep though for you know like a knife cut like it bled significantly <laughs> i thought it was really dripping
0: yeah, I feel like it was significant, and there's blood on our carpet. So I'd rather yeah. not clean coffee out as well.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, so, I feel like crap about that. That's Yeah, that's really shitty parenting. Mom of the year. Yeah. Mom of the year. Moms of the year. Moms, Moms year. of the year.
0: And okay. grandparents,
1: like yeah, it's not a us. thing. No, we're there like, here were Go four, play with the sharp knife in the corner. <laughs> there were
0: four adults, and nobody.
1: <laughs> and it's not like the baby was even fussing. No. The baby was in the. In the swing the whole time, not even making a peep.
0: <laughs> well, we'll just chalk it up to sleep deprivation and move on. I don't okay. know. We're just shitty people, I sure. think. Sure. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, this is my uh, wife, fiance. Oh. Fiance. Right. Have you seen my fiance? Right here. I think the dingo ate your fiance. <laughs> um, I think that's Seinfeld. Anyway, uh, so let's talk about you, Sarah. Welcome to the show that I never do anymore. So, I.
1: Are you welcome in your own home? Do you Thank feel pretty, you. pretty I comfortable? Do. I am. Nice shawl? It's Not a shawl, it's the baby blanket. I'm sitting by the air conditioners. So. Okay. Okay. So,
0: you know, it was quite the voyage to get to where we are today. Isn't that right, Sarah? It was. Okay, and would you say that you had some Hurdles? fertility issues? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, I would. Yeah.
0: Okay, the first one being that I don't have any sperm.
1: Right. Right.
0: That's a difficulty Lacking
1: resources.
0: Right. 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 <laughs> Not quite the right set of genetic material that you require to make a youngin'. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like super <laughs> creepy Barbara Walters. Uh Barbara. Okay.
1: You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> you need to talk that way for the rest of the show. I'm Baba Walters. <laughs> I don't know how she does it.
0: Okay. I don't think I can. Okay. So what was what do you feel other than the semen, the lack of semen? <laughs> Okay, so what did we first do? We went to the states at first. Yeah. Okay, and then we run out of that stuff. So we went to the the fertility
1: clinic in the states to get inseminated. We didn't just like jerk off a homeless man. There was a medical right. Okay, team team approach. Very clinical. How many times did I get inseminated there? Four. Four
0: four times. We ran. That's when we ran out of Malcolm Stoner. Fourth time. Right. Yeah. So then good
1: old number four. And then we switched it up to the Canadian fertility clinic here at home. Yes. And how many times did I try? Three or four again?
0: Well, we're, hang on. It I feel like memory. we're getting ahead of ourselves. So we went down, down to the States four times. Then you came back, and the evil curmudgeon old man doctor that we saw here retired. And then you had that very thin zombie-like... Like, oh, what? He,
1: he did look quite anemic and sleep-deprived all the time. Like He was pallid. really nice. Yeah, really nice, but he, His skin was paper-thin. Like, I do think he was resurrected from the dead, <laughs> but... <laughs> But, you know, didn't want to eat me. Yeah. So it was well, good.
0: <laughs> he's the kind of person you see and you look at them and you're, you want to shake their shoulders. Are you okay? Are you alright? Do you need an ambulance? But he was
1: really nice. Yeah. yeah,
0: he was nice. So he sent you for the dye test. Remember when they shot the dye the through your... The histos, the pingogram. Oh. yes, is that what it I is? remember
1: that. It was it was a little bit painful. Yeah. Let's talk about all the pain I've endured oh, On a come. scale of pain... Okay, from 1 to 10 of all the things that I've been through for the last 2 years, that one was maybe a 4.
0: Okay, well let's you know what, let's keep that in mind when Three we talk about all the procedures, okay? Yeah. Okay, so you went through that, everything looked clear, and then we decided to jump on the fertility train wagon and do the drugs, right? We wanted to, you know, stimulate growth, right. okay? So, I think from as far as I remember, I don't want to tell your story. It's not my story I feel to like tell. I
1: forget it. Now. Okay, well then so I'll try and rehash. You tell the story.
0: Okay? So, then you took the fertility meds. And then when you take fertility meds, on the 10th day of your cycle, they give you an ultrasound to make sure that you're not going to have like a litter. You're not going to have <laughs> eight or nine babies because, you know, ethically they can't proceed if you have like eight or nine eggs because it's not, you know, if if four or five. Because in Canada, we don't make octomoms. Oh, whatever happened to her? Is she dead? She must have a heroin addiction, right? She's on opiates for Something sure. Something like that. Okay. So, that, so then we went on the 10th day. And I would like to stress that I received the news of your condition via via uh, text message. So what did they they say that you had?
1: Endometriosis. Okay.
0: And what did you name the endometrioma? (laughs) Clarice. Clarice. Dr. Lecter. I hope everyone (sighs) gets that reference. Oh, well, the millennials probably won't, but fuck them anyway, who cares? Look it up. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now you have an endometrioma, and now you have to wait... Uh, For your surgery. So I think we went to go see the doctor in November. You must have tried. Oh, I don't even remember. Forget that. So you got your um, (laughs) Clarice-ectomy a year ago.
1: Yeah, June 2015.
0: Okay, and then the doctor said that after that surgery, you should try three times. And then after that third time, statistically speaking, it's you should have to move to to IVF. Yeah, which is, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, like somewhere between I don't know, eight and sixteen. I'm just gonna ballpark it. It's 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 in the oh fuck category when it comes to financial right. things. You know, yeah. it's like not your car's broken down, nine hundred dollars. It's like oh fuck, where are we gonna get once that kind of money? Once a month, ten thousand dollars once a month. Well, right. it wouldn't be once a month. They'd harvest all your eggs, and then you'd get embryos. They didn't, you know. It depends. I guess it would depend. I mean like each
1: try. Yeah, well, even just doing Which it was once a month when we were doing it the other way.
0: Yeah. But even when you just, you know, get inseminated, I think it, it comes like between the medication and the procedures and all in the sperm and everything, it's like 1400 bucks a try, roughly. It might even be yeah. closer to 1600. Yeah. But it's a lot. It's a lot compared to what, you know, straight people just get down and dirty and it's a side Have effect. fun. Yeah. As well. So speaking of it's fun. not that
1: fun. Okay. I'm going to hear a lot of speaking ups, ups today. To, yeah. Where, where is your cervix? Has anyone? I think my cervix, is in Singapore I don't know where it is (laughs) because every time they go to inseminate me or anytime I get any kind of like lady part exam it's like where's your cervix it's so high and I'm like is it in my fucking throat because it kind of feels like that's where you're probing right now (laughs) but yeah I I got inseminated twice after my surgery and on the second time the nurses did it every other time it was the doctor
0: Okay, and yeah. did the
1: nurses have a, an easy go at your old serve? No, they couldn't find it. It had moved away, and uh, the first nurse had to get another uh, nurse to help her, who then, you know, there I am on the table with... I think I've told this story, That's okay. There's That's okay. It's been a long time. That's why I'm asking. Hopefully I'm telling it right, because, you know, after a while, memories degrade, but... Um, like my feet up in the stirrups and all I hear is the other nurse say we have to get the bigger speculum and I was like, There's a bigger one you know. <laughs> and she had to dig around for my cervix, but she she found it. So on the pain scale Yeah. Let's see. A seven. That a was seven. that hurt. Was it was it a seven the whole time? That it was
0: in like tears was she, were
1: running did down she go my get a, face. Oh one of them came up and held my hand. It was yeah, it was pretty... You went alone, too, because I had yeah. to work and... And then, okay, so my, my surgery for the endometriosis, though, in June 2015, pain scale, I don't know. That one was pretty... Eight? That was an eight? Yeah. yeah that looked Afterwards, like it really hurt. But yeah. that was a consistent eight, though, right? It wasn't just a uh, an acute eight? Right. It stayed for quite a while. Yeah. That one was very painful, I found. But, okay... So feel sorry for me. Yes. Um, yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah, that's yeah, why we're that's here. Right. Yeah. Listen to my story, feel sorry for me, send donations. <laughs> um, yeah, so but she was successful. She dug around, she found that cervix, and she yeah, she did it. Go nurse, woo. I don't even know her name. Does she it dug matter? around in my vagina and so you I don't even know her name. Impregnated by someone and you don't even know who they are. I Four. know. Yeah. It was yeah. like a one night stand. Yeah. Well, and I woke up but I wasn't even drunk, you know? Anyway. And it just really hurt. Yeah. But then the best part was we like knew we were going on a family trip to France in a couple weeks. So, like, two days before we were going to leave, um, we took the home pregnancy test and it was positive. And then I went and I got to take the test at the clinic and it was also positive. So, right before we left on our fun family trip, I knew I was pregnant. So, that was awesome because I would have drank a lot of wine otherwise.
0: And, eat eat Eden,
1: I'm Malcolm now. <laughs>
0: You did. <laughs> you did it. Uh, you know what? You can have a lot of unpasteurized cheese in France, but yeah, I'm glad you didn't. You could have, gone you could to town. have but I'm, it worked out for the best. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah. how do you feel the pregnancy
1: went? You know, well, that was a bit <laughs> a rocky start as well. A couple, maybe three, or four days before we returned from France, I start feeling unwell, thinking I'm maybe just tired from traveling, or have a stomach bug or something, um, but I wasn't barfing yet. Mm. And I make it home from the flight and then the very next day I just start barfing and barfing and barfing and barfing and not you know when you have a stomach flu, you throw up and then there's relief for like half hour, an hour or so between your stomach doing this. Morning sickness for me, which was not morning at all, it was like afternoon into it was yeah, it was all day basically. The morning was actually the part where that didn't bother me. But anyway um yeah there was no relief of the nausea like it just it never went away so it was pretty horrible i didn't like that
0: i must say that you did not look well i would say that you looked like you looked like someone who was going to die you looked really pale and i remember you thinking oh okay i'm gonna go to work today and I thought, the fuck you are. There's no... And you got up and you took a shower and you came back and you were shaking and so pale. And you. And I said to you, I'm like, you can't even sit down. How I'm are you supposed to drive? i very
1: dedicated to my work.
0: Yeah, no, I know you were. And then I said, you know, this is fucking stupid. Because this is something Nan would do. She'd get really, really sick and then, you know, imagine everything would be totally fine. And then... Uh, you know, wait until she's near death and then go to the doctor. And I was like, fuck this. We're going to the doctor. Like, this is ridiculous. Because we had an early ultrasound scheduled anyway. We just bumped it up two days. And he looked at you and he was like, yeah, you need help. <laughs> so, I mean, thank God for that. He gave you some time off work and then gave you some uh, drugs. The, thalidomide? Diclectin? Did you get thalidomide? No, no, no. no. Mm-hmm.
1: I want a baby with all the, all the limbs intact. I, I like their soft little fleshy claws, though. Let's go. Oh, that's a okay. terrible thing to say. <laughs> well, that's why we're here. Okay? That's why you're you and I'm yeah. me, right? Yes.
0: How many times do I say that every... <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say. I Quite say frequently. that like every time on
1: the show, you shouldn't say that.
0: Yeah. You're racist. Stop making fun of people with special needs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, okay, now what, now what do we do? Now what do we do? So you get the drugs. Yeah. You lose a tremendous amount of weight.
1: Yeah. I didn't kind gain of weight in the pregnancy for a long time, probably till I was like six months I started gaining weight, finally. Yeah, the tail end, I'd say. Yeah, and then um, near the tail end of the pregnancy, I I like got really puffy everywhere and I had like, Ooh. oh my God, I had elephant legs. They were so terrible. They were like the size of my thigh on my ankle. I didn't have ankles and even my toes were puffy. Okay. Sometimes, yeah. now that I'm, you know, postpartum, I look down at my feet and I think those are some (laughs) sexy ankles because they they look so hot now. I just have the best, I have the thinnest ankles. I do, I have nice ankles. Yes, you do, like on a
0: regular basis, but I got to tell you, Sweet Cheeks, that I couldn't, like, sometimes oh, when you were God. pregnant, you'd lift up your pant leg, and I, I couldn't stop myself from going, Oh! And
1: sometimes I would lift it just to shock <laughs> you. I'd be like, look at them. Look at them. Oh, Do you want to rub them? They were so, rub like, them. gross. It was, sorry. They hurt. They looked like... They were so puffy. They looked like... Remember putting my pressure stocking on every oh, morning Oh, I forgot. I don't work. think I
0: told that story. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so at some point at work, I fell, and I'm pretty sure I broke... Uh, one of my fingers but I just never did anything about it. Yeah, like it it still hurts. I mean I really probably should have done something about it. But you know what they always say, Oh, nobody does anything for a broken finger. So they do actually
1: they like splinted at least.
0: Well, okay, sure. It's a toe, I think. I made him well okay. Well even that they kinda cinch together. But anyway, I I'm pretty sure I broke (laughs) one of my fingers. So every morning it was like, okay, what does Malcolm need to for lunch? I have to get him breakfast. And then I have to somewhere in between there, like eat I his a, toast crumbs. I I Hang you know, on, let's just.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: okay, let's yeah, exactly. get back to reality, okay? Um, I'm just kidding. But you know, <laughs> like uh, the majority of the time, that. it's not something very nice I do. To
1: say. <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. What could we call you? Buzzkill Jones? What do we think? What's a good, like, jokey joke? <laughs> well, it's like Debbie Downer. <laughs> yes. Like, anyway, go on. So I have a list of things to do, and then I
1: had recently, I think, broken my finger. And now all of a sudden, because my belly was so big and I had so much pelvic trouble, I had trouble like reaching down and lifting my legs up and then I got so puffy and someone told me to do pressure stockings would help with the puffiness and the pain. And stockings sounds sexy, but oh, pressure in front of it? Mm-hmm. Pressure stockings are. At least I got the beige ones. Oh, they're nude. They look, yeah, they looked, <laughs> they looked more like pantyhose. Panties? Pan hose, yeah. yeah. So they looked a little less uh, frightening. They weren't like the white ones with stamped on blue letters saying like tall, anyway, <laughs> extra um, large, extra large
0: feet. Um, so yeah, that was a sh- every day. That was a struggle, and I was just like, oh, yeah, because I was
1: like heave, Oh. <laughs> heave, oh. and I'm like, it <laughs> hurt putting them on because it was it's like wrapping elastic bands around. Your your puffy feet, you know, because you'd be like stopping at one point to like regroup and it would just be so tight <laughs> every morning. I was like, ah, oh, oh, and you're like, fuck, just stay still. Counter pressure. Counter like, pressure. I can't. I'm trying.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I was really excited about that. And I think the other thing that I found really funny is your mom is like super positive. She's all about, you know, uh, finding the good in things. And one day we okay. roll up to your house, because they, they were watching Malcolm, and you were wearing your nude pressure stockings with sandals. <laughs> and she took one look at you, and she's like, you know,
1: sometimes pregnancy, it, it makes you humble. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, that well, was... the thing, my mom has, like, a shoe fetish, and a feet, not a fetish for feet, but, like, she notices people's feet. She notices toes, oh. socks. Um, People that scuff their feet on the floor, the sh- um, oh. that don't pick up. If you walk pigeon-toed, my mom notices feet. So, of course, she picked that out right away. It, it's just hilarious, you know. And she she has the most beautiful shoes, and she has, like, you know, troubled back and all these things. But she's like, you'll never catch me in loafers. I'll be 92 years old, <laughs> and you'll never catch me in those old lady shoes. But So, it's just funny, like, that to her.
0: <laughs> she was like, hey,
1: hey. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, funny.
0: pretty good stuff.
1: Okay, so then... Well, there's also my vagina physio that I got Oh, to do have. you want to talk
0: about that? I didn't know if you wanted to. I really want to talk no, about I it. No, I
1: need to spread the word about vagina physio. Okay, let's talk about it. I'm so excited. <laughs> Otherwise known as pelvic floor. So, okay, you know, your belly's growing and my back started hurting. And uh, it would hurt to, like, um, put... put Separate pressure from one foot to another. Like, you know, when you get out of a car, one leg gets out first, and then you kind of put all your weight on one leg to get out. So that would be really, really painful for me. Or turning in bed would be really painful, using your legs to turn and flip from side to side. So then uh, some of the people at work were like, oh, you you should go see the the physios who um, are experts in pregnancy physio. And I didn't really know... You know, I'm like, well, I'm having back pain. You know, so they're gonna they're gonna teach me some exercise for my back. You know, right? So they give me this questionnaire to fill out beforehand. And It's all about like, are you incontinent? Um, does it hurt when you have sex? And all these things. And I'm like, why are they asking me this? I have back pain. Like, and thankfully, I wasn't incontinent and all those things. Um, but I discovered after seeing the physio that, yeah, um, apparently, I had like crazy. Weak pelvic floor muscles, and she recommended doing pelvic floor physiotherapy, which is basically <laughs> getting massage for your vagina. Like you got inside, finger blasted? I got finger blasted, which oh god, I I think the first like five visits was just horrifying and, and mortifying and what? Okay, wait, what? Uh, okay, so you walk in there, you lay down. She comes in, like, how do you position, are you in stirrups or are you kind of like... No, it's like a, at a doctor's office, just a little a little bed for you, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Uh, without stirrups sort of thing. And so she would work on my back because I did, in fact, have back stuff to do as well and she gave me exercises for that. But then um, I would have to lay on my back, which is hard when you're... Because I didn't start going until I was eight months pregnant. Okay. So I had huge stomach, you know, laying on my back And then you just, uh, you know, bend your legs. Well, she makes a lot of eye contact, which is like crazy. Mm. She's really, really nice. And it's sort of like when you go to the doctors and you have to get, um, uh, what do you call that? A pap smear or any kind of exam down there. You know, they just kind of talk you through it. Can you you, be her? You be her. I'll be you. Well, she has a strange accent, but I can't imitate it. But she would... um, She'd be like, "Okay, so if you just want to open up your legs now, and I'm I'm going to be entering your vagina," it's just like oh. Jesus Christ, you know. And she puts on the gloves and everything, and there's lube, so she would put like a finger, okay, inside That's a Nice how do you do? Okay. And it would hurt like crazy because she would, um, like sort of position her finger on the side of the wall of my vagina, I guess, and find a knot. Just Weird. like if you go to a massage therapist and they're massaging your back and they find a knot and they just hold their thumb on it okay. to release the pressure, I guess. She she found knots in my vajayjay. That's not good. Well, it was really painful. I, did, I didn't like it at all and it was like, fuck, I'm getting vagina physio. It was just awful. But it did help me after a while. Um, I didn't like doing it at all, though. I just dreaded it and I had to do it twice a week. Yeah, it's gross. And there's no happy ending there. Like no one likes that. No. No. That's no. gross. And it didn't it didn't like it give me immediate gratification either and it never actually fixed the problem. It just made it not get more and more and more painful. Like I was able to walk better and stuff.
0: How <laughs> would you um on your pain threshold uh levels, like where would that what where would an appointment like that be?
1: The appointment itself, uh sometimes it was like a nine or a ten. It would make me gasp and she would have to stop immediately and get out and it would be like a jolt of stabbing horribleness so she'd stop but the the day-to-day pain I was always at like a five or a six I think all day day, all the time and in bed rolling over like the last two months were bad just because of that yeah yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know, it was really hard for me to watch you in pain. I no, didn't cry.
1: No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't care. I was crying about it and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you
1: hurt. Well, you were always frustrated because you had to pick up the slack about everything, plus the pressure stockings.
0: That was like the least favorite part of my day. Like I understand you're know you in got pain. pain got blah so blah blah about it every well, morning. Well, because be I like, get like, my fucking fucking. I'm like, I'm sorry. I know because in my mind, I've got like about eight minutes to drink a cup of coffee while Malcolm's shitting. And, you know, I can drink my cup of coffee and have that time to myself, but I don't have that time anymore because I've got to spend three and a half minutes wrestling with your cankles. To try and,
1: can... yeah, and then well, my finger would get stuck. There a second child about to arrive, so if you think you have eight minutes for a coffee anymore, it's no. all gone.
0: Yeah, but back it's then, gone. I felt like
1: it's I over. felt like I
0: was going to die. Somebody said you have like three months to live or whatever every day, and I'd be like living life to the fullest. Like, I'm never going to have a night ever again until Malcolm's like, well, fuck, if he's anything like me till he's 35. Are you backing out? Is that an option? What?
1: Pardon me? Come. Come again? I'm going to have a sip of my coffee. Mmm. Really slowly. <laughs> anyway. i stare at you the whole time. I, I'm, just I'm, like I'm, my physiotherapist made lots of eye contact while she was fingering me. I couldn't look at her. I would like dart around I and be that. like, ah. I can't handle so that. So do you have any plans for the weekend? I'm like, <laughs> your finger is in my vagina right now. And it would be 15 minutes. Don't wake up. Don't wake so do you know up. if it's going to be a boy or a girl? Don't look at me. You know? that's Like, I just was like, can I just stare like, at something on the ceiling I can look at? Ugh. Like, how weird is that? And that's her life. Like, that's what she does. Yeah, she and she'd give you the Kegel exercises and instructions and all that stuff and how to do them. And, like, that was the other thing, too. She's like, okay, I need to see if you know how to do kegels properly. So while her hand is in there, she's like, okay, now squeeze, release, and squeeze, release. And it's like, (laughs) fuck. It's just the most, yeah, like, my mom makes you humble. Yeah, fuck. Like, I'm I'm (laughs) pretty fucking exposed and vulnerable and humble now. Ugh. Uh, I, yeah, I don't even I know. am happy to report the moment that baby was extracted from my body I've had zero pelvic pain and I will never have to go back there again That's too bad
0: Cheryl sure, misses you She's going to send you a Christmas card and wondering if you're going to come back
1: Yeah Well, she called me <laughs> She called you, you say? She called me to wish me good luck because I had to cancel the last appointment
0: Ah, uh, okay Okay
1: Yeah Okay, well I mean,
0: I'm sure she's looking other vulnerable women right in the face mm-hmm. while she's finger-blasting them. But you so. know
1: what? If you, I joked about it with so many people at work. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm getting my vagina physio after work today. And they would laugh and stuff. But it's like a dirty little secret no one talks about. But so mm-hmm. many people have had to go. Really? It's like, like for fun? For women, pleasure? or fun, like no, just No. No, they're ashamed of their vagina physio. Well, and women should
0: be ashamed of their vaginas. Let that no, be said right now. No.
1: Absolutely. And some people have gone through all this pain and didn't know it was out there. But I knew because of one friend. I just didn't think I needed it. I was in denial. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to do that. I don't want to go to the doctor when I'm barfing my guts out for days on end. I don't want to go see another physio to finger bang me.
0: You no. know? Did she have small hands? hands? She had little hands?
1: No, she's as tall as I am. Like she Oh, so she was like Olga. Like No, she wasn't Olga. She was <laughs> Okay, so Hold... hold oh, the shit. Back oh up shit. A minute. Oh no. Okay. I compare her to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. And I yeah, was say... know we should... this is enough. Oh, she's you know like We'll do it.
0: we'll do it in two Olga. parts. We can do the show in two parts. We can just stop right now. And we don't more have to cut. Olga's of the world, hey? Well, you're not Olga because you're delicate. She, I imagine, a woman
1: who could no, get... No, she was, she was very tall and slender and like... Oh,
0: okay. I was imagining physically active, like a broad like a, back.
1: She looks like a, a marathon runner. Like Someone who was... could
0: row a Viking ship. You know? You could break yeah, a, break like a like chair me, on her back. Right? Someone you're de- like You're so me. dainty yeah. and delicate. You're just tall. Yeah. You're just tall.
1: I'm gonna drink my coffee real slow. Okay,
0: well, this is this is going real well. I feel like this is really okay. Okay, so I'm really proud that you told that story. I didn't think you were gonna. I didn't think you were gonna. I'm spreading the word about Vagina Physio.
1: All you spreading is just the word
0: now, not anything else anymore. That's right. Okay, right. That's correct. Okay. Okay, so we're at Vagina Physio, so that means you're eight months. Okay, now where do we go? So, when you're like eight months,
1: you start going to see your OB like once a week. And OB is an acronym for?
0: Obstetrician. Okay, thank you so much. Okay.
1: My lovely obstetrician. So, every time I go there, um, everything was awesome. Everything was great. And then I was like 39 plus uh, four days. Really
0: close. right 39
1: 39 and a half weeks gestation. So I'm really close to my due date and I go for that that appointment. And the little baby, the little bugger, flipped and was breech. Do
0: you remember the night that you think it happened? Do you remember? I remember that night very,
1: yeah, very distinctly. I was laying in bed and I looked down at my stomach and it was like, it was like the movie Aliens. There was something about to burst through my stomach because baby was moving around so much and i was like holy crap and i hadn't even like eaten anything spicy or sweet or anything you know like yeah like what's going on oh, don't don't wake up speaking of okay
0: don't wake up you little monster okay hang on one second i'm gonna be just i'm gonna be just hold on okay we're back we did some rejigging and uh okay so the, the baby baby's aliens quiet. <laughs> what the baby from Aliens?
1: Yeah. Um, I was laying in bed and you were looking at my stomach and th- this little guy was flipping and flopping and jostling and I was like, "What the heck is going on? A dance party?" That was two nights in a row though that that happened. Was it? Yeah. So, once I had gone to the doctors and she said, "Yeah, she flipped around and now was breech, which means her butt was down instead of her head was down." Oh,
0: right. You know what I think we forgot to talk about is uh that Sunday night Well cause like Here's a funny This is a lesbian only uh, Not analogy Anecdote yeah. Um, I had my period Okay And then You are all like uh, So did you go to the bathroom In the middle of the night? Oh, oh right. wait No that wasn't even English Did you go to the bathroom In the middle of the night? And I was like No She's like Is that your blood or my blood? Cause like only lesbians Can say that you Yeah know? You know <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so you had and you left it there so I went to go have it not to be gross, but I went to go have a look at it and it was like a lot of blood like yeah. it was the night after all of that
1: crazy. When I was pregnant I was peeing like three or four times a night so I would pee in our ensuite and not flush till the morning so I wouldn't wake you up.
0: Also to conserve why... water because that also that's was right, right the I'm kind of we are. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah so that's why in the and I do it totally in pitch black. <laughs> yeah so I didn't see the blood until the morning. And at that point, like, having, they call it your bloody show, but it's usually more, like, not to be gross,
0: but, like, more mucousy instead of, like, just bright red blood. So I felt a little concerned at that
1: point. But I think your OB appointment was a couple days away anyway, right? It was four days away. I called them. They said everything was fine. Okay. So then, okay, so then you go to the OB. She tells you that the head is up. Yeah, so Thursday she tells me that. And she's like, it's going to be a little glitch. You know, and she did a little ultrasound and all that stuff, and she said the way the baby's um feet were um trying to manually turn baby around would not be a good possibility, and that she would be scheduling me for a c section boo yeah, and she was like the risk at that point was just too high for baby, and like where I work, I you know work with lots of kids that have um uh they they go without oxygen in their brains, so that I you know, from breech deliveries, like I've seen that, so I immediately was like, Whatever, if you think that's the safest thing for baby. Da, da 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 So Did you did you mourn? Like I remember when you called me, you were really upset, but
0: I was really upset because um You'd been probed, you know, numerous times, really. Yeah. Olga was right up in there.
1: I, just, deep. I I don't know that I was sad that I was getting a C section. It just everything, you know, yes I had been having back pain. And yes, I had lots of stomach um, issues and stuff during the pregnancy. Cankles, cankles too. The cankles. But the baby was always great. Like everything that way was always great. And I, I was so happy. I was low risk. You know, I didn't have diabetes. I didn't have high blood pressure. My weight gain was okay by the time I actually started to gain weight. Like I just, everything was great. And I thought, oh, what a relief. And I was starting to envision being in that nice, delivery room mm-hmm. um that they have at the hospital I delivered at because I know what it looks like because all my friends got to deliver there fuck them you didn't yeah um but um it's just they have a little fridge and your own bathroom and your own shower and it's just like a family unit and I had just imagined all that stuff I was still terrified of giving birth but it was sort of like whatever you know you knew it's inevitable <laughs> but anyway <laughs> I just uh Yeah, so I was, like, kind of shocked, like, oh, God, there's something wrong, and she's like, so it's Thursday, it's the morning, and she goes, well, we couldn't schedule it for today, because you haven't been fasting, and so then I get this sense of urgency, and that makes me kind of nervous, because... And she's like, if you go into labor at all and between now and your C-section, you have to come to the hospital immediately. So it was scheduled for Monday? Yeah, it got... She wanted it for the next day, but couldn't get it done. And then there's no ORs on the weekend, so it got scheduled for 6.30 in the morning on Monday. So I just, you know, and I kept saying, I'm just worried I'm going to go into labor before and that something will happen to the baby and da-da-da-da-da, right? Yeah. (laughs) So... Here we are. It's Saturday. Yeah Malcolm has music class. Yeah. this is my due date, June 11th, June 11th. Saturday. And uh, we now know I'm having a baby on Monday. so suddenly you kick it into high gear where you're like, we got to do all these errands. we got to do this and that and you like start assembling things. and <laughs> I was making lasagna, I had made the pasta. It's all yeah. getting ready We ran errands all morning. Yeah. we did a bunch of stuff while Malcolm was at music class. And then um, we pick him up at 2 o'clock, he goes down for his nap, and I'm just relaxing on the couch, and you are a busy pasta maker. I'm making lasagna. Meat sauce is ready, it's assembly, yeah. it's crunch time. You and know? I, w- I saw you making the pasta, and I'm like, I'm really sorry, I'm not feeling very well, my, my stomach's bothering me, I can't help you. And you're like, whatever, you can lay down. And I'm like, well, I usually just help you when you make pasta. So you were like, whatever. So I lay down on the couch and I'm like, ah, oh, I think I have diarrhea. Like I don't feel good. And uh, we've all had diarrhea before you in imagine. our lives. You get like that abdominal cramp, right? Yeah. And a sense of urgency in your in your rectal area. Like, no. Well, like your lower abdomen. Yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> so this is what I'm feeling, and so I go to the bathroom but i'm not i'm not having diarrhea but i'm like oh you know it's coming i'm i'm sick i've eaten something funny i have a weak stomach these things happen to me a lot it's like whatever <laughs> so i recognize the the feeling as just diarrhea and it's happening like every 20 minutes or whatever and i'm going to the bathroom but still no diarrhea da da da, da. um what time is it now it's- by the time i it's got to be about 5, 5.30, I think. I think it was later. You think I it was think six? a few hours went by Well, Malcolm wouldn't have been still sleeping, though. He slept later, and then he was on the couch, and I kept going. Okay, so what time do you think it is? 6.30, 7? I think it's like 6 or 6.30. Okay. And um, I'm like, man, I, I don't understand why I keep having all these pains, and I don't have diarrhea. And you look up at me, and I'm rocking? Yeah, back and forth, you were and back swaying. and forth, and you're like, you're in labor, and I'm like, no, I'm not. I, I, it's, I it feels like diarrhea. It doesn't feel, and you're like, well, does it feel tight up here? I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, I don't, I'm not I having contractions so hard. Yeah, and I'm like, it's diarrhea. I know what it feels <laughs> like. And You're like, well, have you had diarrhea? I'm like, no, I just, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, I realize. The pains are coming at regular intervals, and they're lasting about thirty to forty-five seconds at this point. And then I, I realize I'm like, oh, I'm in labor, and right. I have been for a couple of hours now, and the baby's breech, and I was supposed to go to the hospital right away. Well, see, here's my opinion.
0: I think I said, well, I mean, the one time you can walk into a hospital in Canada. And go immediately, do, like you, you just get right in, because now you're two lives, you're not just one. And I was like, well, Sarah, you know what, man, like let's just go for a ride, it's not a big deal, worst case scenario, they send us home. Because in our minds, we're like, oh, yeah, we're having this baby, but we're having it Monday at 6.30 in the morning. That's and in when my this mind, baby was is having coming. diarrhea.
1: Right. <laughs> in denial, right? And I'm and like, I how just... embarrassing would it be go to go to the hospital and then be like, yeah, you're, you're having diarrhea? Yeah, of course. Right. But it's like
0: triage, so I thought, well, you know, we'll go take an hour, hour and a half to check you out, send you home, no big deal. And then, when we got into the car, that's when things got intense. And, of course, your parents, the one fucking time that they don't answer the phone.
1: (laughs) Well, I... Okay, so, I remember I was like, no, I'm not in labor. I was kind of, like, in denial. And you're like, I think we should go. And at that point, you, like, throw four granola bars at Malcolm. (laughs) And, like, four... Throw another four into a bag. And um, I start seeing you, like, darting around the house. Like, you're gathering things for Malcolm and for me and uh, I'm like ah, oh, I just I I'm sure I have diarrhea and I go back to the bathroom and I sit down and nothing happens and then I was like I'm in labor like it really clicked that join the team let's yeah. just get together and so I pull out my app that we had for the whole pregnancy and it had like a contraction counter and I realized that while by the time I was in the car Driving and you took about three minutes to get us all into the car at that point, and uh yeah, they were like four to five minutes apart, and at least forty five seconds each at that point. Yeah, and, and the tra- the traffic. Let me tell you the traffic because of course it's the night of the Justin
0: Bieber concert, so I'm trying <laughs> to drive and it just I'm just like where where are all these fucking people coming from? It's six thirty on a Saturday night. Where the fuck is everyone going? It was like such deep traffic and like. I kept seeing, like, as we get closer and closer to the MTS Center, which is like our arena where they have all the big concerts and stuff, I keep seeing all of these sluts. I'm like, why are all these white people downtown at 6.30, or was it 7 at night, on a Saturday? Like, usually that's a no-go zone. Like, there's just sniffers, and people with really bad addictions, and people (laughs) who want to sell you some shit, or buy some shit, or blow you to buy shit. Okay. So... And then there's, like, little girls, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Where the fuck is everybody going? And meanwhile, you're like, whoo, ha, ha, and Malcolm's like, mommy, are you okay? And I was like, oh, fuck, like, (laughs) what is fucking going on? We had a nice, neat C-section scheduled on Monday at 6.30 a.m. This is not Monday at 6.30 a.m. And then I almost got into a car accident, because I turned, and I tried to turn into somebody else's lane, and it was just... Oh,
1: I didn't notice. Oh, yeah,
0: well, it happened. It happened.
1: I like those holy shit handles in the car. Oh, was that good? That helped me. But, like, again, my contractions didn't hurt any more than my normal, like, (laughs) IBS or whatever that I have. So it was just funny that, like, at that point, contractions were quite manageable because I felt I had experienced them my whole life, really. That's a shame. Yeah. It's That's funny. And I really wanted you to not have to experience contractions because so they suck. My contractions, like, on my pain scale, okay. were probably, like, a five. At that point? Yeah. They didn't even get super high because, again, they felt the same way as having diarrhea to me. Oh. Okay. So then what happened? We got. take
0: Until we go I laid in, on
1: my side. That hurt. Oh, we parked. Yeah. You go inside. You drop me and Malcolm off, and you park, and, uh... Um... We go into the admitting office, and I get there, and I'm like, uh, I think I'm in labor. And the lady's like, you think you're in labor?
0: She was weird. Follow
1: me. What a slow talking. Yes. It's like, that's the time for urgency. Like, why do you talk? I'm in labor. (laughs) (laughs) What's your first name? Okay, so yeah, we sit down, and uh, shortly while we're talking, I'll be like, I think something's happening. And then all of a sudden, I'd be like... (laughs) <laughs> you know, like that for forty five seconds. So Malcolm starts rubbing my lower back, so oh, sweet. sweet. He's rubbing my lower back, and you, um, are like, okay. I'm amped up. You're amped. You were like <laughs> skittish. It was <laughs> funny You start rubbing my upper back really hard. I'm, I'm like, sorry. That's what no, I wanted. No, it was wanted. it was fine. You were trying to be supportive, but like <laughs> it was making or assaulting me, you. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was making me like hunch over, and it was like too much pressure, and I'm like. All I could say during my contraction. I don't like that. And Malcolm looks at you. She doesn't like that. And he just keeps rubbing oh, is my this lower good, back. Mommy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Malcolm. You're yeah, better at me than this too, I guess. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. And then the lady, the admitting lady was like, Okay, so I think you might get admitted. Like you <laughs> yeah, know, thanks, by Jesus. the end of it it was sort of like, Oh, I don't think that you're in labor. I know that you're in labor. Um, yeah, so we got it all up there and Um, then I get whisked into the triage area and, um, got assessed immediately. Uh Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and there was this really nice nurse called Colleen. I remember her name. I think. Uh Uh-huh, yes. That's the name I've remembered. (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember. And they got me into the little room right away and, uh, yeah, by then... I was doing my app still for the counter and I was having contractions every three minutes and they were 45 to 60 seconds. So it was like suddenly, you know, happening quite a bit. And um, so they got an IV in me right away because they knew that there was a planned C-section and the nurse anticipated that they would likely go ahead with an emergency C-section. So you got an IV into me and... Um, Malcolm was in the room there for a while, and we kept dialing my parents, who were the people that were going to take Malcolm, Um, and it was the one time they had a dinner planned with friends, and my mom's cell phone was in her purse sort of thing, and she felt awful after, by the way, but yeah, yeah, we kept calling, 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 and uh, finally your sister Picked Malcolm up in the meantime. Yeah. And then she spent a couple hours with him and dropped him off at my parents' house later. So he was well taken care of and he got to see me in labor for an hour or so. Yeah, that was hard. I felt really... Uh, you were like panicked, I think. I was...
0: I'm not, I'm not good with stuff like that. I get very anxious. I think the good thing about being on both sides is I realize that you're much better under stress like i had to deal with you having contractions for a very very short amount of time very short and it's stressful and there's <laughs> nothing you can do about it i felt like there was like a huge weight on my chest and like i felt like all pacey and like yeah you were and, like, like anxious and... and i kept saying stupid things to the nurse or whatever like the phone would ring and she'd be in there talking to you. i'm like do you want me to get that like fuck off shut up don't talk Every time I'd that's say something That's what I stupid. like about you.
1: Yeah. That I'm obnoxious. Yeah. That's really, really no. Awesome. That you make funny jokes when you're... It's like stupid, I have no contr- when Stupid. Yeah. Jerks. <laughs> jokes, I meant to say, when uh, you're, you're nervous. That was a Freudian slip. Don't think I didn't notice. Okay. I'm so sleep deprived. <laughs> now, guess what they
0: have to do? Some kind of check. Your favorite kind of check.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I just wanted to highlight, though, that you were there holding my hand and it gave me great comfort to look at you. I'm really glad you squeezed the nurse's hand much harder than you squeezed mine. I did? Yeah, we
0: told you to. Oh, Cause, really? Because she grabbed your hand too, and I was like, I was like, squeeze her hand
1: twice as hard as you <laughs> squeeze mine. I need this hand. She was on my right, and I am right-handed, yeah. so I'm probably stronger on that side. Yeah, okay. Well, so the nurse is like, okay, I'm going to check how dilated you are. And I'm like, okay. So she gets me on my back with my feet in the stirrups and all that, and uh, at once again, where the fuck is your cervix? Sarah. It's on a milk carton, cunt. That's where it is, nurse. Yeah, like where is my cervix? You know, I don't, no one. Knows where has where it, it is. gone? It's like a where's Waldo. We should have a little book published. Find, <laughs> find it's Sarah's sense. cervix. <laughs> <laughs> like I swear to God. So that on the pain scale, while having contractions and stuff, that was like fucking ten. That was Ooh. an eleven. Whoa. I was like, you saw my body reaction yeah. to that. Yeah. That was horrible and she was like I am so sorry and she couldn't find it she couldn't check in the end um and she was like okay but she knew the resident was coming and in my mind I'm like fuck it's a fucking resident now who's gonna try and probe me and what are they year one do they even fucking know what they're doing like I was starting to think all that um (laughs) like am I gonna be you know experimental uh whatever so uh she comes in she's not a year one. She knows what she's doing. She's been working there for a while and um, she explains to me that she's going to talk to the attending, but likely they will proceed with a uh, C-section given that was pre-planned already. And we talked about it for a little bit. And then she had to check my cervix for, (laughs) see how dilated I was. And that's when the nurse went on one side and you went on the other side. And like, I got propped with the pillow so that I couldn't because I guess I wiggled my body up to escape her probe because yeah. it hurt so badly. Okay. So it was like they, they had to prevent me from doing that. <laughs> so like strategically put pillows in a way that I couldn't do that. But she was like lickety split and found out I was two centimeters only. I feel
0: like she lied because her hands were tiny. I feel like she just kind of put it in there because she knew were, they are going to cut you open anyway. Oh. that's what I think. Cause she just got she got in, saw her, like she's she's just it's like it still hurt, but there was less like digging around. Yeah, I don't. I that's my opinion. And I was like, I was like, let me see your hands, cause that's what I always say to doctors who are about to stick their fingers in All right. in my wife's vagina, fiance's <laughs> vagina. So, let me see your hands. <laughs> Only after though, cause you know. Anyway, and they were like smaller than mine. I was like, how did you do that? She's like, I'm a ninja. And I was like, okay. Also, I'd like to point out she was younger than us by a fair bit, and she had a nose ring. She looks like someone who'd be a barista. If you just saw her on the street. And you'd, a barista? And you'd say, hey, guess this woman's occupation. I would say, can I have a skim milk half-sweet? What do you always get at fucking Well, Starbucks? all the
1: doctors I work with are like five years younger than me. I know. And fourth know. year. You know, like know. it's it's just... She was really cool. It's just funny to me that like she
0: had a nose ring and like she doctors was, just have nose rings very, now. She was
1: very like relaxing and sweet. Okay. I, yes. Yeah. You're right. But no, she no, didn't no. have a nose No, ring no I don't. I'm no, it. I'm laughing at that because I don't remember any of that. Like I just remember her being, and I remember the nurse being really lovely. Yes. Yeah. And I remember no her nose ring there being though. on the phone. I'm gonna give the doctor a fake name because it was like shift change case. So let's say Doctor Emerald. Um, she kept uh, paging Doctor Emerald. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, for this C-section that's emergent, and I just kept hearing her on the phone saying, um, "This young lady is in quite a bit of distress, and her contractions are coming." Like that's how she was speaking on the phone. And by the end of it, she was like, "Do you know where Doctor Emerald is? Because we kind of have an emergent." Yeah. <laughs> no, What was she saying? She's like, she's in a great amount of discomfort at this point. And we've been trying to locate Dr. Emerald And can't seem to find him or her I can't remember So it was just funny You could tell she was aggravated by that And I looked at you and I'm like Well that's comforting (laughs) And then all of a sudden Go into another contraction But I remember Like I was they, They hurt and stuff And I felt it through my whole body and everything But I was managing it Like I felt okay And then I thought Oh when I was or while I'm pregnant I enjoyed laying on my side the most everything felt the best on my side and I think I went through three contractions on my side and those were fucking horrible so I think it was cuz I changed position position and that was a bad position cuz those ones were like that's when I started making like lots of noise I I felt like I was making a lot of noise at that point I feel like that was your coping noise you know? what what was it I think I was like ah! like it was like it was like it a was, more of
0: a guttural moan like a
1: hmm ah no i can't do it oh ah i think at one point i was like "Ah, ah, ah, ah." i think i did that at one point because it was like yeah what else are you supposed to do those ones hurt a lot so then all of a sudden a different doctor's on oh right they swapped out yeah so they have the IV
0: in you also i'd like to point out that the whole time that you were in pain i was selfishly thinking um well i was looking at this cabinet they had a little filing cabinet and it said small, medium, large speculums, and I really wanted to take a picture of it and post that on Facebook. That's the kind of person I am. You're writhing in pain, and I'm like, "Oh, uh, <laughs> fucking Beavis, <laughs> speculums, <laughs> speculums." Okay, sorry about that. All right. Oh, so. that's good. Good to know. Okay, now, now what do we do? What happens then?
1: Well, I, from my perspective, you know, all of a sudden it's like, okay, we there's a new doctor on. We're prepping the OR. Everything's you know, fine. Um, Sandra, we need you to get dressed in your scrubs. They brought the scrubs in and I remember her giving you a medium and you were like, I'm going to need a large or an extra large because I'm so big. And I'm sitting there in my contra- <laughs> during my contractions. No, I just, it's funny what I remember because I remember thinking, God, she's so stupid. She always thinks she's so much bigger than she is. And I, this is what I'm thinking laying there and And you're, like, you know, doing your self-deprecation. And the nurse is like, no, really, I think you're more of a medium. And you're like, no, really. uh, Oh, (laughs) does does this color look nice on me? And Does it make my eyes pop? Yeah. Yeah. And then your little bonnet, your little hairnet and stuff. So you started prepping for that, and I was just laying there on my side, which was a mistake. Yeah. And then they got me up and walked me over to the OR. Did you walk? Yeah, you did walk there. And then I had to stop... In the doorway of automatic doors, so we were. Yeah, thankfully... I started getting a tra- contraction, and then I had to lean on you. Lean on me, cause I wasn't strong. <laughs> I remember the nurse being like, "Okay, you can't stop exactly there. I know it's hard, but take two more steps, cause the the, <laughs> the automatic, automatic doors. door is gonna smack you in the head." <laughs> and yeah, so you walk me up to the point where you're allowed to walk me, and then we're separated because they have to prep me. Except, these are my two qualms. About the whole experience. Because I thought it was like... I thought everyone was really lovely at the hospital. I I just... I had like an overall really good experience. But when I arrived in the um, operating room, they weren't like ready to operate yet. I guess everyone was getting ready. and The doctors hadn't arrived yet. But like they got me to sit up on what I call the Jesus cross. um, Because that's like... It's a very um, narrow sort of stretcher that you're laying on and then at arm level they have two boards so that your arms are extended sort of like Jesus on the cross. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's way more narrow than like a hospital bed, um, the actual operating table. Really? Yeah, I know that because once they froze me my leg kept falling off of the one side. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, it, it was like they had to strap me in on oh that because I was paralyzed. But anyway, so skipping ahead. Um, <laughs> so they had me sitting up on it and they, cause they wanted to do the epidural and um, get all those things in place, but they weren't ready. The anesthesiologist wasn't ready. The nurses were still counting the the knives and yeah. stuff like that, which Uh, Was freaking me out a bit, you know, because then I started imagining them forgetting gauze and scissors and clamps and knives in my abdomen Like I started imagining those things and I was contracting and you weren't there because you weren't allowed to be there So now I'm sitting in this really uncomfortable position on this operating table that they cranked up so my feet were dangling So I didn't have like anything I could use as counter pressure, you know, like, and I couldn't lay and I couldn't squeeze a hand. So I'm just there by myself, feet dangling for 20 minutes over and over getting contractions like every three minutes or so. And I found that really um, scary and like, I don't know, because I don't want to go get uh, surgery. I'm nervous about that. Yeah, of course. And... Yeah, I didn't like that, and they were counting the tools in front of me, and then they started talking about dogs and stuff. (laughs) Um, You're just a slab of meat. I really was. So then uh, they give me my epidural while I'm having a contraction, which was really hard, and the nurse, like, (laughs) had to grab my head and push it down and my shoulders down because, like, I, I was contracting, so I was, like, moving, and they're trying to do the epidural. I was felt like screaming, can you wait 46 seconds? Because that's when my contraction will be over and you can do it in between, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I'm bent over as much as I can to round my back and they get that all done. And within seconds, uh, my feet are tingling. And she's like, okay, we got to lay down really fast before you yeah. can't do it anymore. So um, they get me on and right away, I don't like this feeling either. It's like really weird. But then my contractions vanished. So that was weird. Like... And I was laying flat on my back for like the first time in like five months, um, which felt really weird too. And my contractions disappeared and I'm cold and they're still talking about dogs and yeah. my leg starts falling down. and so they're talking about, oh hold, oh, gotta catch her leg, Oh, oh. And they, they've taken, they've um, pulled up my, my gown, No blanket. I guess they can't. Well, they're like, we have to put a catheter in you. I'm like, okay. So they don't put a blanket on me and they pull up my gown so my big belly is out in the air. But so is everything else. Meaning your vagina. Yeah, and my legs and stuff. And there's like three people in the room bustling about and they just leave me like that for a while. (sighs) They weren't ready to do the catheter and then I just start crying. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't making noise, but I was just like, tears flowing, because I thought, this is such a degrading... And I just wanted you to be there. Yeah, so we th- you're not alone.
0: You are not <laughs> <I'm>
1: Sorry. <laughs> it was it's just tired. like, I'm getting emotional thinking of it, because I'm very emotional right now after That's giving okay. birth. That's okay. <laughs> I cry like three times a day. But yeah, I hated that part. And they finally got the catheter in, and then you finally got to come in with me, and... That was okay but I felt like I was under the knife for hours like it felt like so long for me it was it was long in that hallway I'll tell you that right now it was well they, super, they super came long. in the the resident who had the nose ring <laughs> she came Megan. in she, her name is Megan. Megan yeah she was really nice yeah um she came in and said Sandra has um dug a trench in the floor she's pacing so badly in the hallway
0: because it's again it's like okay now I've been on both sides and when it's happening to you, you're so busy because it's happening to you. Except me, when they leave me on the table. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's like, happening it so to weird. you. So you're in it. You know you can handle it, right? But me, I'm like running all these scenarios through my mind. And I'm like, you know, trying to console myself. I'm texting your brothers. And then I see uh, the surgeon. Somebody came up to me and or, or somebody said something about that. That's your surgeon. And she was like this old kind of like Jewish looking woman. And I had just finished watching Schindler's List. And I expected her to introduce herself as, like, Helena Hirsch or Mila Feferberg or Pfefferberg Because
1: <laughs> that's what she sounded like. She sounded like... Her accent was so thick, I couldn't understand what she was saying to me. Well, I have a lot of experience with that. So, she, I'm like... Uh, she, she had
0: just she come and called. sounded, like, Russian to me yeah, or something. Yeah, some kind of accent. I don't know what it was, but... Um
1: really nice. She smiled a lot. Yeah, I was like, <laughs>
0: they said that she was a surgeon. I'm like, oh, how are you doing? Are you feeling well rested? Are your hands nice and steady? Do you need a snack? Can I get your coffee? How are you? And she's like, I'm fine. Everything will be fine. And I was like, okay, thanks, Mila. Yeah,
1: she was really nice.
0: Yeah, she was totally chill. And then it was weird because, like, they found Dr. Emerald, and the, the problem was, because I heard them, you know, talking, because they're at the nurse's station or whatever, mm-hmm. and the problem with Dr. Emerald is they were paging the wrong pager. They had the wrong pager number. That's oh, why. Right. Also, though, I feel that she was about 45 minutes from being done for the day so you know i don't think it would have been fair to make her do that anyway you know right. how, how about the fresh surgeon does it and they were complaining about this and that and their jobs and they had no room there was like no room at the end there was like all these patients that needed to be all delivered the and they couldn't and it's talking. just like you're just people you're you're like in yeah. my mind they're like godlike you know surgeons are yeah. life-saving they're going to you know pluck my child from your body and stitch they're you not, up and bring they're you. Just they're people. just people. They are just yeah. fucking people. They have and some bad of them dreams. are
1: assholes and some of them are not.
0: Well, she was at least nice. So I'm pacing around and it just went on forever and ever. And I just, like, I could not stop. I was just moving because I thought, fuck, you know, you start, you know, someone you love is about to have a major surgery and, uh, the baby's life was there too And it was just like I was stressed out I was just like Fuck you know I really hope Everything works out well And then I was trying to tell myself Of course it's going to work out well The surgeon is fresh There's lots of doctors in there This isn't their first rodeo It's my first C-section on this side But it's not even theirs tonight I bet And uh, then So I had my hairnet They gave me my hairnet And um, <laughs> and then Megan comes out And uh, she's like Hey we're all ready for you You ready to go And I'm like, I'm like Yeah I'm ready She's like where's your mask I was like I'm not ready Nope <laughs> so then I get a mask and then she's down the hall for me, holding the door open for me so I can go into the room with you. And I'm trying to tie up the mask. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're nervous, eh? But your hands are shaking. It's really hard to tie that mask when your hands are shaking. Oh, well, you missed that one. No, you didn't get the knot there. And really? I turned around. I'm like, you know, thanks for narrating my life, Megan. And she started laughing now in my brain. I'm like, fuck you, Megan. But it was like funny, you know, it was like a good stress reliever for her to bug me like that. And then I go in there and I I did my best not, because you were splayed out, right? Like they were working on you and I did my best. I didn't want to look. Oh, and the other thing, we had jumped in there so quickly that, um, uh, we had to take all of our stuff and put it in one of those big hospital bags. Mm -hmm. And the nurse was like, is there any value, are there any valuables in here? And I said, oh, her purse. And she's like, okay, well you hold that. And I was like, well, fucking great. (laughs) Right. I never, I've never had a purse. So now I walk into the OR and I'm like, great. I'm carrying this fucking purse in there. Like fuck anyway so i go in there and sit by you and for whatever you're like you know you look scared but i feel like things are progressing this is going in the right direction things are happening and there's this big suction tube for whatever fucking reason they they have they have that tent up wasn't it there in yours drape too i don't know if
1: it was i don't i feel like i saw a lot of gore for yours yeah and there was just like the
0: suction tube so all the blood and everything when they'd suction you would kind of be right by your face yeah, I, I like would fact, look up dude. at it
1: sometimes and see my bodily <laughs> fluids being sucked above my head. I was like, "Huh." So did you feel? Did like now what? So now I It didn't freak you. me out because I see gross stuff at the hospital, so it didn't alarm me or anything. But I felt cold. I had the shakes, which was like freaking me out because I thought if my upper body was shaking, it was probably making my lower body shake, which makes it hard to cut. You know? Yeah. Hard if to be you're precise. shaking. <laughs> And, um, you, the way you were sitting, the way you, the only place you could sit, you were, like, behind me. So Back like, to the that left. hard. Because I wanted to just look to the side to see you, but it was, like, I had to look up, and it, like, was actually really hard on my neck. Um, but, yeah. Okay, so... You come in and I feel better because I can see you and you're holding my hand. and the anesthesiologist was really nice. She kept coming over and checking and making sure everything was great. And then um, it's yeah, they're they're jostling you about. It's such a weird feeling. You can tell you're being operated on, but you can't feel it, but you can feel pressure and you can your body moves, and I could feel the pressure of their bodies on my oh. on my side. Really? Like I could feel, I don't know. Like them against like you? Like they were against me. Any
0: penises? Any, any...
1: There were no men in it there. It was all women. Oh. Yeah. yeah. There still any penises or... No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> well, I didn't feel that much. But... <laughs> um, yeah, and then all of a sudden... I don't know. I just, I don't remember much okay. about... Yeah, you can tell this part. Well, this part I remember. They were like, okay, um... They called me or whatever, and like,
0: you can stand up. And I was like, I was nervous about it because, like, every time there's a surgery on TV, I get woozy. Like, when I watch my 600-pound life, I have to fast forward it because I'm like, I can't, I can't watch this. I get this. woozy watching them just go pee on that show. So, well, <laughs> and then there's the rag on the stick portion as well. But I just, I get woozy. So I looked at the anesthesiologist and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and do this. I'm going to stand up, but if I sit back down really fast, like, don't worry about it. I'm just going to pass out. And she's like, you'll be fine. And I was like, yeah, totally, but just don't like everything's gonna be fine okay and she's like okay so i stand up and i i um they're like you ready and i'm like yeah and then i got my phone out and i just i just kept taking pictures and like kind of like tentatively looking and looking more through the screen and then when i didn't feel sick through the screen i was like looking actually looking and i was like oh my god oh my god okay so then the baby all i can see is the bum the bum has come out and it's on its stomach so they're kind of like pulling it out bum bum in the air and then I was like, look at all that hair, and they're like, oh, here's your baby. And I'm like, what is it?
1: It's a girl. Aww. And I remember saying, I knew it. And you were like, it's a girl? It's a girl? <laughs> I thought it was going to be a boy. I was so sure I, that I was I a I remember boy. you, be, and I'm like, I knew it. And then you said, she's got hair. And I'm like, I'm like, hair? Because <laughs> I totally thought I'd have a bald baby for the first two years of life, because I was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so that was really exciting That was worth it, but it sucks too when you're in your position Because it's like, you can't see
0: anything Yeah, She had a good cry right from the start And yeah. they, they had to suction her a bunch of times I had a hard time with that Because you can hear like And then she'd be like And I'm like, they're making her mad, she's really mad oh, I she's just got remember lungs on liking
1: her. the sound of her her
0: little cry and Yeah, she had a sweet cry And then I looked at the anesthesiologist And I was like, do you have anything reassuring you'd like to say right now? And uh, she said, she said, oh, no, it's good. You know, they're stimulating her lungs. They're going to kind of aggravate it so that she breathes more. And it's all a good thing. It's all going to be great. And then I made the same joke that I made at my C-section. I was like, Sarah really likes her bowels. Just putting that out there, guys. And everyone's like, (laughs) and then the anesthesiologist goes, what are bowels? And I was like, touche. That's a good joke. I like that joke. (laughs) Because it is pretty funny, you know. And she's like, I'm just kidding, I, I totally know what bowels are. I'm like, yeah, I know, I get it. I get jokes, I get jokes. <laughs>
1: she's like, I know I'm just an anesthesiologist. That's like the best job ever, hey?
0: Yeah, it seems like her part was pretty minor, but at least she wasn't too shticky, so that's kind of good.
1: No, she was really good.
0: So then they put her on the scale, and she had all this hair, and she looked pretty roly-poly, and she was 8 pounds, 8 ounces. And then I think they said she was 19 inches long. And then um, the other shitty thing about a C-section is I got to hold her first. And she's all bundled up, and she had this little schmippy face on her. She had, like, a perfect little nose.
1: Yeah, and, like, again, you were, like, behind
0: me. I couldn't get any closer, because, like, the table was there, and I didn't want to hold her out in case I dropped her. There
1: was no way for you to do that. I just remember, or I felt like, for your C-section, I was beside you. Like, I didn't feel like I was behind you. I feel like I could look over and see the baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just the way you were positioned. So I remember trying, and I was, like, looking back and behind, and... After a while, I just couldn't anymore, and that's when the shakes really set in. Um, I remember I couldn't even, like, reach out because I was, like, just tremoring so badly, and that's when I felt like it took forever for them to, like, finish. I don't know how much time actually passed, but it felt like another 45 minutes to me. I think... I. I- I think I sat there with the baby for
0: about 10 minutes and all the nurses are like, see, if you hand a baby to a mom, because like I was all like, oh, she's so cute. Me, 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 me. Like baby talking and being a fucking weirdo and stuff. And they're like, see, if you give a baby to a woman, they know what to do with it. But if you give a baby to a, to a man, the first time father, it's like they just look at it. They don't know what to do. So I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. But then they're like, okay, um, all right. Well, so the doctor's like, well, I'll, you come with me. Uh, Sarah will stay here. They're going to close her up. And I remember too, hearing them count. Like, okay, let's all count, so all of the nurses would get together, and they'd be like, one, two, like, all, like, They're to whatever. They're counting
1: all their tools yeah. to make sure none of them were in my abdomen. And that kind of was like, okay, well, good thing then. Glad yeah. you guys all went to Well, I school. heard them count it before as well. They count, like, three times. Well, that's, that's what you want. Accidents yeah. happen, right? Yeah. So. I just didn't like hearing it before, but anyway.
0: And then, okay. So now the doctor's like, okay, just for legal reasons, I'm going to take the baby, and I'm like, you're going to take my baby, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to take your baby, and I'm like, you're taking my baby, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to carry it in the hallway, and I was like, okay. She's like, you'll get her back, and I was like, okay, all right. Well, I'll just you know, I'll just I'm going just going right to follow now. you. Yeah, I'm just going to be hot on your tail. And uh, so I, I start to walk out, and then I get to the point at your shoulders where I'm at this cape where you know that covers everything. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sidle. So I turn my back to you and I start sidestepping. And then the anesthesiologist says, oh, you forgot your purse. (laughs) And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Like the first time I'm ever entrusted with like a purse. Like it's like I I brought my purse to your C-section. Like what a fucking tool. It's not even mine. So embarrassing! I'm like, oh, I brought a purse. Yeah, I must accessorize for the C-section. <laughs> so anyway, I grab the fucking stupid purse, and that lady's gone with my baby. God knows where. Well, down the hall. But you know. And then, <laughs> so I got I got my back to you, and I sidle again because I don't I don't want to have that. In image. my brain I just don't It's Except very terrifying Except all the photos
1: you took of me I know I know They're crazy The photos you took of my c-section It looks like an episode of like uh, Of television Like But it's like That's my body Yeah And like You literally captured the moment Where the baby's coming out of my abdomen Like I need to look at those again Because I haven't looked at them since Like the day after she was born
0: Yeah I didn't want to show you in Because like you know You kind of Could go into shock or something I don't know I'm not a doctor But that would freak me the fuck out If you took those pictures It's almost
1: like An out of body experience though It's like That's me Maybe I should have taken video No No? Okay No
0: Alright Cause sometimes I take video And you're like Why didn't you take any pictures So I'm like I'm just taking pictures You always take a video When I want pictures So I took pictures Maybe you wanted video Do you know what I mean? Potato, potato Okay I always prefer pictures Okay well Mission accomplished (laughs) So then I followed that woman Like a fucking bloodhound uh, With my baby And she's like Here you go and I was like, okay. So then it's just me and her, and she's like, well, Sarah will be out soon. Just uh, hang tight in the wheeler back here. And I was like, I was in the recovery room, and they, you were in there a lot, like fifteen minutes. And I felt bad because I'm like, I want, I wanted to message your parents to say, hey, everything's cool. But it's also like, hey, you know, it is my baby, but it's your body, so you should be the one to give them the news. But I felt like, from when I had texted your brothers and your parents to say she's going into the OR to the time you actually called them, it was like an hour and a half. So anyway, I'm just sitting there with the baby, and I'm rocking her, and she's got, like, the one eye open, kind of like, what (laughs) the fuck
1: is going on? Where am I? It's so bright. (laughs) She was
0: so mad. And then I just, I was like, okay, because I'm kind of nervous. We're just getting to know each other. So I, I sang her happy birthday. Yeah. And then I kept humming happy birthday until you got there. And then you were, like, super shaky, really cold. Um. They put some
1: sexy pressure stockings on me immediately.
0: They did. I didn't have to. I no, don't know how the fuck they got those to. on because
1: you still had those tree trunk legs. It was pretty. Yeah, they were brutal. Yeah. But look at them now. Oh, they're so slim. I'm gonna post these on Facebook. They're oh yeah. So... Look at the bone structure. Yeah, they're so. You much can bone see there. all my all your bones. Ba- metacarpals. <laughs> <Or> metatarsal. <laughs> metatarsal. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they're. Oh, there's my voice. Um, like feel the bone there. I swear to God, I, I have the sexiest it. ankles ever. <laughs> I I agree. I agree. That's why
0: when you flashed me your ankles, I kind <clears> of <throat> gagged a little bit because I was like, "Who's oh, that?" Oh, they were.
1: I just it talk about an out of body experience looking at those things. Yeah, that was almost the worst part of my pregnancy, just looking down because I always thought I had a kind of a cute bump. Yeah, like I thought, hey, I'm, I'm carrying quite well. People were underestimating how far along I was. They're like, "You're so tall. You carry so well." And then the feet, you know? Yeah. I couldn't wear any nice dresses. That last night we went out and I wore that nice dress. I t- took pictures at my parents' house. Wow. Because you captured my feet in, in the photo. <laughs> I'd like to put those up on the internet. Oh my God. Are they like, gorgeous? They or what? were huge. And I didn't realize even my knees were swollen, and even my, my wrists and my eyelids were swollen. Like I have diarrheased so much. How much weight have you lost? That feels good to say. Uh, like forty pounds
0: in two weeks. Well, I mean, yeah, ten was baby, ten was fluid, but that's pretty fucking good. Like I mean, amniotic fluid and blood. Well, yeah, like so much of it was. Okay, so I'll recap for a quick sec while you do the calculation of your weight loss. Uh, so you're shaky. You don't want to hold the baby, and I I liked how nobody forced you to because I feel like when I I thought I'd drop her. I was shaking. Yeah, so you were super like shaky, huge. Yeah, like
1: Parkinsonian.
0: Well, I'm <laughs> glad they gave you time to kind of chill out and recover and rest because like I I know they really push skin to skin and get her on the nipple and all this stuff. Really like they want you to really do that and they forced it on me, but I was just I was falling asleep sitting up. So I'm really glad they didn't push you to do that. I feel like you had a different experience than they I did, did in a good way. So I I held her, and then uh, you have to stay in recovery for a couple hours. And then we went upstairs. Did you try feeding her down there? I don't remember. Yeah. yeah you did. And she was just, like, rooting. Like, the second she, she was in my arm, she was like... Yeah, mm-hmm. she's, mm-hmm.
1: like, one of those babies that actually almost crawled up my body a bit.
0: Yeah, like, she She was li- would lift
1: her head and, like, do this, and, like, she inches her legs up. Yeah, it was amazing. It's
0: amazing, like, on those videos. Because she didn't have all the morphine and fentanyl like that Malcolm did. <laughs> yeah. She was pretty, you know... Agile. Yeah, she was. She wasn't doped up, so that was cool. And then, uh, okay, so
1: now we go upstairs. You lost thirty-seven point eight pounds. Yeah, I've lost thirty-seven point eight pounds, and this wow. is day fourteen of life. That's really good. Yeah. So I'm, on on I'm the way pleased.
0: up, who was it? Was it was it Megan? 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 No, it wasn't Megan. Megan was the student who wanted to fondle your ovaries
1: in the surgery room, right? Didn't she touch your ovaries? Oh no, she's the resident. That oh yeah yeah she yeah, yeah they were talking. They were having a teaching moment. Oh lucky you! Yeah. Oh, don't close her yet. She wanted to look at the ovaries. I like heard them say, "Oh, we're just gonna take a minute." She wanted to feel the ovaries. Like, ah, uh, those are mine actually. I'm I sure. just remember thinking like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, just... finish it up. <laughs> but like the whole thing was like, "What <laughs> is happening? Why are you talking about dogs?" Like, yeah, someone stop could stop counting the blades. <laughs> anyway, I just yeah. Okay, so we get upstairs
0: on the way up I can't remember that girl's name It wasn't Megan, it was someone else Someone equally young and fun and nice
1: Oh, uh, the nurse Wasn't she a doctor? The nurse brought us up that was the nurse? That Yeah, she was oh. an OR nurse. Oh, okay. Well, she was really She awesome. escorted us. You know what I also was freaked out about is when I'm on the stretcher and they're bringing us... So, like, all the people in the hallway stare at you. Yeah. Because at the hospital, I always see people on stretchers being wheeled through the hospital because they have to get from one department to another. And I try never to look at them because I think, well, oh, you're so vulnerable right now. You're, like, in a, this little face cloth of a gown yeah. and a little, like... It's just such a vulnerable thing And I remember putting my head under the sheet Because everyone was staring at me And I thought oh god Like I just <laughs> I'm private I think, think After this experience like I do not like being a patient I do not like being no. vulnerable like that no, But everyone was quite lovely Um Anywho Yeah we arrived upstairs And yeah we got like The nurse who looked like she was 85 years old Ugh uh-huh. And uh, and everyone there was named Karen. Did you notice how many Karens there were? There
0: were a lot of Karens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, wait. When we were going upstairs, I was like, I asked that nurse, whatever her name was, I said, so, because like, it's Canada, right? And because we have free healthcare, we also sometimes, if there aren't any private rooms available and there weren't, you have to share a room. So I asked this uh, OR nurse or whatever, I'm like, is there anyone up there we can bribe to kind of get a private room just to sneak us in. Like, is there any? She's like, no, I don't think you can do that, but let's see what happens when we get up there. So we get up there and she gets us not a private room, but a room with no one.
1: No next neighbor. Year. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now I feel that it's inhumane to put two women, well, two, two families that have just gone through, like, I don't want to say traumatic, but kind of traumatic, like a, an intense life event. They sh- you should have privacy. And
1: should have enough room for the partner. Yeah, Yeah.
0: there should be a little bed. Or the support
1: person, they say. Your support person. That's me.
0: So the first night, was the first 24 hours was awesome because they had those sleeper chairs. You can pull them out and it actually is quite comfortable and there was lots of room because nobody was in that bed. And then, uh, you know, and how did you find the breastfeeding? Because you have to
1: breastfeed every three hours. Uh, The first night and day was fine. I was like, I'm not getting sore, but she wasn't like, um, going at it constantly. Either right, it was day two that got yeah. hard.
0: Now day two, they give you a piece of paper that says, "Please don't choke your baby and throw it out a window." Because on the second day of life, like they're st- starting to get hungry, they're homesick for their you know watery little world, and you know there's a lot of stimuli, stimuli and shit, and they basically just they cry, they just cry and incessantly, feed. they want to feed all the time, all the time, all the time, and they don't really they're wakeful. And all this shit So great And then We get news that we're getting roommates now Because we had had 24 full hours
1: Before you even go there The nurse that we got Remember when um, I was like What what are my pain What's my pain management What are my pain medications And she says We don't really give any additional pain medications Because you got so much of
0: I don't know what it was Morphine
1: Morphine and fentanyl or something During the actual OR Um so we and don't last twenty four hours. Yeah, fuck you, Karen. I re- but I'm I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, yeah, but they had PRNs available for naproxen. Pardon me. Um, what do you call that? Polycystic fibrosis. <laughs> no, uh, polycystic. As needed medication. So okay. Yeah. Tylenol, naproxen. Tylenol, naproxen. Yeah. They put it in your poop chute. No, no, no. Did On they? The ward. Yeah, they did in they the did O.R. In the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but-
0: Last little degradation before you head on upstairs.
1: Yeah, I remember.
0: They're like, Do you want an approximate suppository? And I'm like, Oh, in the butt and they're like, Does it even matter? And I was like,
1: No, just do it. And it was like, okay. Well, I didn't feel it at all because I was still frozen, right? Oh, they that's did good. it on the operating table, but the other weird part was that they had to like each a nurse on each side had to like put my my leg my leg legs legs in um a bent position, right? Oh, to get at your apple? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, to me, that's like, God, I'm like, I'm totally paralyzed. I'm just at your mercy. Like, yeah. I'm just, God, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was awful. But yeah, sorry. On the second night at two in the morning, yeah. we got the next family moved into our empty bed. <laughs> yeah, you know, and
0: it was... Just a doozy of a night, man. It was like two in the morning, and then the sleeper chair, because the fucking old lady Karen, one of the Karens, the one who did, said you couldn't have any medication, that one. Yeah. Because the charge nurse, the big, the one in charge said, okay, take the sleeper chair, tuck it in here, because that, she's and then the nurse was like, no, you can't put that chair there. And I, initially it was fine, because I would just kind of lay in the
1: little hallway, right?
0: in the Within in the, room, the room, but yeah. outside of the curtain. Yeah.
1: So, because we had no neighbors. Yeah. So you weren't blocking anybody. Yeah,
0: so it was totally fine. And then... Um, the new people were coming in and I thought, well, you know, I've had, I've had that sleeper chair for like, you know, a full day and probably about 36 hours. I'm like, well, I'll give, they're going to be really tired. I'll let them have the sleeper chair. So I'm just sitting on the floor and I'm not one to fall asleep sitting up at all. I'm not that kind of person, but I sat there and I was just like, I was drifting off. And then this little Filipino lady comes in and she opens the curtain. She's like, you're getting new roommates. And I was, she's like, why are you on the floor? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I just, I felt bad. I mean, they, I, there's only one chair. She's like, you take the chair. And I was like, I don't know. They said I couldn't put it. She's like, you can put it there. So she mo- moves out the bassinet, tucks in the sleeper chair. Thank you, Jesus. I needed that sleeper chair so badly. And she I sets know. it all up for me and everything. And then they come in, and, like, they had just had the baby, like, an hour and a half ago. And, so they were wired. Yeah, for sure. And they're like, he's like, well, she's like, well, where is he supposed to sleep? Which is a good fucking question, right? Well, like, yeah. Like, of course.
1: I'd like to point out that the unit itself is, I can't remember the full name, but it's basically called the family Um, Centered support unit Like it's supposed to be for Families that have given birth And it's supposed to be for the the Whole family to be enough room for the Baby, the mom and the support person Except they don't have enough of The sleeper sleeper chairs chairs. They don't have enough room For the sleeper chair anyway Right? And the second thing So none of it like Coincides with their motto And the title of the Of the Ward, right? So it's, it's all bullshit. Well, kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's frustrating. Yeah, and then they move in,
0: and she's been crying yeah. and crying and wanting to feed incessantly, and I'm trying to buy you time, so I'm, like, you know, just holding her, and I'm bouncing and, bouncing and bouncing and bouncing and bouncing and bouncing and bouncing, like, for, like, half hour, 40 minutes, and I'm starting to, like, kind of feel myself, like, snap my, you know, like, I feel my head hanging, and I feel myself falling asleep, so I'm kind of, like, snap myself out of it. And you have,
1: like, three feet of room mm. to... Work in. Yeah, very little. Because of the hospital bed, the bassinet, the hospital tray, the equipment for my IV, and the uh, sleeper chair. Yeah,
0: there's like there's like no room there. And then yeah. I can hear, there's no privacy. Like, everyone needs privacy. I know that the lady in the next bed tore herself a vaginus. She's got a Frank and Chooch now. Like, I know that. I shouldn't know that. They should have private. Like, I just, I just, yeah, oh, I said that to the old even lady, using Karen.
1: like indoor voices. No, they're, they're just were so fucking oblivious. Loud.
0: So we're like all whispering and trying to talk and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, she just wants to feed. Like they came to check on us finally. She just wants to feed all the time. They're like, oh, second day. Yeah, that's what they do. Don't, you know, it's not forever. Just second day is really And didn't give rough. me
1: my pain meds for like four hours yeah. because they were moving the other family in. And I remember calling my call that, because I, you know, the same nurse was for the next door neighbors as well. And so she was doing their like assessment. Yeah. But I, I'm like, I need to be on top of the pain at this point and starting to feel it, you know. Okay, so you're in pain, and she didn't bring your meds, and she's kind of a cunt. Well, I understand that nurses can only do one thing at a time, but she should have, like, I should have gotten them prior to the assessment and moving in of the other people, right? Yeah, and it's not a hard job. It's not a hard job. But anyway, I ended up doing my call bell, and some other person brought me my meds, so that was good. And yeah, that's that's when her uh, rooting and screaming really kicked in shortly. Like she was sort of starting to do that but we didn't really get the brunt of it until the neighbors actually got there so it was kind of sleep torture for them and us yeah because their baby would cry and then we'd be trying to sleep and then our baby would
0: cry and then they'd be trying to sleep and like it's just awful and then and having she practically to... cried like for six hours straight I feel like I would bounce her and then she did what she did yesterday she'd like you know, give me the false sense of hope that oh, I'm gonna fall asleep now. And then she'd open
1: the one eye ever so slightly, and, and then just both be eyes like, ticked off. Yeah, and then scream, 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 scream. And that's when I developed the sorest nipples ever. <laughs> you... Tell us more. That's just the fan on the computer. Oh, I, we just—it's just getting hot. That's okay. Just, just keep talking. Just. Keep oh, talking. I just remember, um... Sarah, you have to feed her again. You have to feed her. She just keeps screaming, and I'd be like, okay. And I would um, Put her to my boobs again And they Oh they were starting to hurt And my head would like fall Because I was starting to fall asleep Sitting up And you'd be like Sarah Wake up I'm, I'm so scared You're going to drop the baby Yeah <laughs> And you're like huh You're going
0: to drop the
1: baby You're <laughs> going to drop the baby <laughs> So yeah It was pretty funny um, But it, Yeah Just realized We haven't announced Her name Okay So you get to do it
0: Stella! Stella. Stella Meredith. Yep. Oh. Oh, We weren't talking to you. Uh, We didn't mean you. Not now. Let's bounce. Let's bounce. Who wants to
1: bounce? Who wants to bounce? Well, right on cue, though, little girl. (laughs) Pretty good. She's been here with us the whole time. Yeah, now she's angry. Okay, so we need to wrap things up. Neighbors sucked.
0: Inconsiderate uh they would flip the blinds open when they were done napping when we had finally started to settle into sleep then they decided hey let's play the noisiest game in the world let's play cards and then fucking incessantly shuffle the deck oh i dude. know it was and then so okay loud. we have to be quick cuz she's going to get mad um yeah they were obnoxious and they were very into jesus And their parents came to visit, and they're like, oh, we prayed for you. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm gay. I really don't have a problem with, you know, religious people, because a lot of religious people are kind of backwards and mean, but most of the people in my life that are religious are kind and generous and actually follow the teachings of Jesus. So let's assume that they're that kind of um, Christian. But they had read out, uh, he had read out something about that whole Pulse gay nightclub shooting thing Mm -hmm. had went on. He's like, oh, it's an LGBT club. And I was listening, and I thought, fuck if he says one shitty thing about gay people, I'm going to climb climb You're over just this bed. rip
1: that uh, blind, oh, that
0: curtain open and... Be like, hey, you know what? We're people too. Fuck face. But he didn't. And I was like, okay, good. Because I don't want to have to kill you. We are in a hospital, so that would be good. Right. So, yeah. His so, wounds could be treated. And they, they just seemed overall inconsiderate and dumb. Like, what are the they highlights? seemed
1: just young and oblivious to us. Like, they kept complaining how horrible it was to share a room. But the reality was that we were and at that point that's when we're all adults and we try like when they were quiet we were whispering so like we wouldn't talk basically because I hate you and you
0: hate me at this point really right no
1: it's just that you know they were really quiet so we would just instinctively be quiet and if you wanted to speak to me you would say it very quietly like we were just totally like that but whenever we were really quiet and she was quiet they, yeah, like you said, they just open up the blind, and she would startle awake and start crying again, and then I would hear like a, <sighs> on oh, their I'm side. sorry. Are we fucking inconvenienced
0: Yeah, and
1: I just felt like, really? like, And of course, no one can control what a baby's going to do, right? And yeah. they will very soon realize that. When they have their day number two. Because when their visitors came, of course or we for were the, stuck in there. for the next year, right? Yeah. Like, they will realize.
0: There are probably people that say, well, my kid wouldn't act like that in a yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Yes, he
1: will. Yeah, he's gonna. He okay? for sure will because he already has such um, oblivious parents. Oh, they're fucking stupid. And then she's yeah, like, he's... oh, well,
0: how do I... I don't. You're going to have to help me bathe him. And he's like, why? And then she said, because he's not circumcised. Like, I don't know what to do with it. And he's like, oh, you just pull it back. And I was like... Oh. But, like, I'm not going to say... um, Put my head to I the tent. I couldn't help but here... <laughs> Actually, you know, that's a misnomer You do not pull back a newborn's um, foreskin That's very dangerous You could call it scarring It's just really not good for the baby Stupid Like, how do you have a penis and not know anything about penises? And you, how do you put a penis in your mouth? Obviously not often because you're pregnant But how do you put a penis in your mouth and not know anything about penises? I don't know Well, he's probably circumcised Well, even still Like, you've ne- like, how could there be that nobody knows anything about uncircumcised? Anyway So, uh, when their family came to visit I found it really gross that um they would use the bathroom meant for patients like I used the bathroom as long as you as soon as they moved in I didn't use that bathroom again because like now that's your space and that's her space because you can have like you know bloody pads and
1: like oh yeah we like her and I were both bleeding up a storm yeah and the yeah like the garbage was full because no one picked it. it up for a day and all those guests were using it, and it was just like, ugh, you know. And I'm not used to being around guys.
0: So when he's like, "Oh man, I really gotta go to the bathroom," this stupid backwards hat and his fucking and beard. And then it sounds like,
1: like a horse. Yeah, it's like holy Because he's fuck. totally standing up. It just, it made me laugh every time, like it, silent laugh. It was like it was just like gross to me. Like I get. I was he... delirious. It was just like wow, I like they can it. hear you at the nursing station. Like
0: <laughs> no shame. And then and then his family. It's like. Dude, no, like, there's public,
1: like, I don't know, is that a thing that only I would, like, register that that's fucking weird, that you don't do that? I think a lot of people don't go to hospitals very often, and they have no idea what kind of etiquette to do. How about you hold it till you get home, or
0: you go to the public restroom? I don't
1: know, I just feel like... Well, there was a sign on the door that said this bathroom's for patients patients only, only. but... Anyway. um, Yeah, it's just, and again, we had the luxury of having our visitors... When nobody was in the room with us, yeah. but I just think uh, we would have walked over to the lounge instead
0: to be respectful of other if people. If they were quiet, because there was going to be point. for that hour that they was visiting, we have no peace and no privacy and no quiet.
1: And it wasn't even that because uh, you you were starving, so you left, and they had visitor after visitor after visitor actually. So then I took the opportunity of texting all my coworkers from the hospital to come on over. Because they could just walk over at any time. So then I had a few visitors while they were having visitors too.
0: Oh, that's good. Oh, you know what we did talk about is uh, Malcolm's reaction to her. Oh, so sweet. I have a I have a video I could I could uh, play it after, but he well, what do you what do you think how do you because like we prepped him about you know you can have a baby and he didn't know what the sex was going to be and he had a bet with uh, Grandpa, your your dad obviously because my dad is dead he's very much dead he's not placing bets with anyone anymore. About if the, he, Grandpa thought it was going to be a boy, and if it was a girl, Grandpa would have to buy Malcolm ice cream. Yeah. So that was the deal there. And uh, he came in, and you were feeding her, and he was just like, so, like, quiet. It was just really unlike him. Quiet wonder. Yeah. So he came in, he's like, hi.
1: Oh. Yeah. And it's then. So sweet. Yeah. And he, he touched her little hand. Look how small it is. Look at Her little feet. Little, look at her little feet. What is it? Oh, it's a girl. Oh,
0: that means I get
1: ice cream. Yeah, That's so cute. And he had his big brother t-shirt on. And yeah. um, we gave him a present from the baby. And he brought her a little present. Yeah. And right away, uh, my mom was really good anticipating like his needs and making sure he felt good in all of this change. And right away, um, got him sitting down so that she could bring baby over. I want. And it was important to like... me that
0: he be the first one, other than us, to hold her. Yeah. And your mom was like right there, and your dad too, to help support the head and yeah, kind of rock her while he was she was in his arms. And we got some really good pictures. And he, you know, his 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 heart is on his sleeve. Like his face tells you everything. So he like beamed at her, like yeah. the, you know that proud look he gets when he smiles and he kind of sits up straight and stuff. It was just yeah. really sweet. He did great. I mean, mind you, now we do a lot of shushing when it comes to him because like. You know, he, ruled, he rules the roost here, or he used to, and uh, now we're just like, shh, just please God, don't wake the baby up. Like, I feel I feel bad for that, but it's temporary, yeah.
1: it's not long-term, but... He definitely, in a few instances, wants to sort of test the waters, you know, it'd be like, oh, okay, be like we're going to be quiet now, and then he'll kind of be like, oh yeah, you know, but well, for yeah. the most part, he's very sweet with her, and he, um, sometimes when I'm feeding or she's just having a calm moment, he's like... Oh, let's get the black and white book and and read it to her. So we've had a few moments like that together, too, which I think is really nice. Are you concerned that he's already started cutting himself? (laughs) Self-mutilation? No, No, okay. No, that was purely accidental and stupid
0: parenting. Right. Okay, I swung us out in the middle of nowhere. Okay, so now Malcolm's come to visit. We've had our miserable night, and... Uh, falling asleep, sitting up. What? Discharge. Yes,
1: how did you make that happen? <laughs> so, the hospital policy, which they quoted to me about everything, I couldn't get my IV out until 24 hours, so at 23 hours post-op, I still could not get my IV yeah. out, even though everything was fine and it had dug its way in deeper and I was having trouble bending my arm, I could not get it out until 24 hours post-op. Um, my catheter as well was 12 hours, I believe. Like, everything was hospital policy. So I could not be discharged until 48 to 72 hours post-op. So it's like, we've had our neighbors, and I'm like, what, 38 hours post-op or 40 hours post-op. And I'm like, I'm not spending another night in no. this place. Um, no because if they discharged us at 48 hours, it would be 10 p.m., and they're not going to discharge us at 10 p.m. We Would have had to stay that next night. So then I start walking up and down the hallways and, like, I'm like, I gotta work on a bowel movement. I gotta work on, like, this and that. I have to walk. I have to, you know. So I'm like, I'm determined. I know all these factors for the checklist. And so I'm walking past the nursing desk and I'm all like, hey, I've had a bowel movement. And, you know, and I'd walk <laughs> back and then I'd come back and be like, I think I'm doing great. Look, I'm walking. And then I'd come back, and then I finally went. I'm like, you know, I just think I'm doing so fabulous that maybe I could get discharged today no matter what. (laughs) And uh, so they ended up discharging us right before supper. I think we went home at like 4.30 or 5.
0: Yeah. And your parents, God bless them, they were like, oh, do you want us to keep Malcolm one more night? And I was like, oh, God, I love them so much. Yeah. Like, never mind the trips to France and Mexico and Victoria and all that shit. They just, they're just good people. They're just kind-hearted, wonderful, giving, generous, good-hearted people, and we're fucking so lucky and to have mom, them. And my mom,
1: she went through so much horror. My first brother, my oldest brother is adopted. Her favorite delivery. Her favorite delivery. Yeah. And then the middle brother, she had a four-day delivery, dry birth, got ripped to the Yasu or whatever you call okay. that, and so she was in a lot of pain. She did not live, like her mom and dad didn't live in the same city. And so, she, her pattern is sort of, like, she was in a lot more pain than I was with the C-section. Like, I think being torn to your anus is more painful than a C-section. Yes. Yeah. But um, she had the same experience of not delivering the first child and not oh, breastfeeding yeah. the first child. So, yeah. that's kind of my experience with Malcolm, I guess. Um and then having this new baby and like juggling both, and so I, she just like recognizes every need that we have. Like yesterday, Stella had the worst six hours since bringing her home of just screaming relentlessly. We couldn't settle her until she would have my nipple in her mouth. That's the only time she wasn't screaming. That's the only thing that For, comes like, to a me Six lately, too. hour <laughs> period. Yeah. Um, and so today she knew right away like oh do you want me to drop Malcolm off like instead of us going to pick him up like we usually do after music class she brought him to us and brought us supper and like she just just a nurturer she knows what you need. My oh. dad's a, takes care too but she's yeah. she's just like she brought us cake and and that's why biscuits. that's why Stella's middle name is named after my mom (laughs) yeah
0: you know we should talk really quickly about the names because like with malcolm i just knew that that was going to be his name and there was a my boss was malcolm malcolm ends up having the same uh birthday as that malcolm we had we saw a malcolm sanchez or whatever that was the doctor's name like there was a lot of things that lined up that i knew i was making the right choice but we struggled i feel when it came because for a boy
1: we kind of well the funny thing for me was that i thought it was going to be a girl the whole time and I liked Stella a lot, and we would like go back and forth with girls' names, too. So do you want to talk about which girls' names we liked? I don't remember. I know I liked, I liked
0: Anson for a girl, but not for a boy.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like I don't even remember, because in my mind, I just decided on Stella, but you were like, we're not having a girl. I was I was. So positive. then I was struggling with the boys' names, because I couldn't quite get one. I didn't like. I didn't. I felt like
0: it was so weird because I was so positive. Like there was no question into my mind. Like From what our kids' name. Yeah, yeah, but then this one, it was like weird. And I, I don't remember how we came. You also knew it was going to be a boy too, so it just helped focus. Yeah. it, Right. But not knowing the sex, which I really hate you for. I mean, it was exciting. Oh, that, come was, on. That, that was That was
1: the a, best moment ever. Yeah.
0: That was a mer- It was. Um, I don't know how you even describe it. Not miraculous, but it was one of those it's things that gets imprinted off. on your brain. You know, the it was like the, After all that, the kind of like initial shock. I was like, what? That's, not, that's a, Oh, that is a vagina. Oh, cool. Okay, we're having a girl. All right. Then you know, like kind yeah. of processing that. Yeah. It was pretty pretty awesome. But Estella, I think. Okay, first of all, your grandmother is Estelle. Estelle, yeah. Okay, my favorite go- Golden Girl, Estelle Getty. <laughs> and then, I'm not entirely sure, but I think I think I might have brought Stella to the table, and the only reason I think that is because I watched The Fall, and I'm in love with Jillian um, Anderson, and her character's name on that show was Stella, which is kind of terrible because it's kind of a dark show, oh, but really? I was like,
1: Stella, oh, I like that. And it, it's Latin for star, and it's the same thing in Italian. And my mom had said that um, that was a nickname for Estelle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always nice that like I think. you both came to that kind of separately. So yeah, and it reminds me so the name Stella reminds me of my mom's mom, which also reminds me of my dad's mom like cuz we we just had a close family and like I feel like I loved them so much all of them and they it all just kind of comes full circle. I just even though it seems like we named her after my mom's mom in a way. We didn't, really, but... <laughs> well, kind of. It's like... But, <laughs> but it, it all kind of connects to me. I well, don't know. Well, yeah. Like, in Italian, they call
0: that kind of, like, um... It's kind of like a nod. So, it's a, it's a nod to her, you know? Like, yeah. uh... On, like... Honourage. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. So, like, um... Oh, I can't get into it. But, like, let's say... Whatever. It's, like, a derivative of the name. That's what I'm trying right. to say. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think it's cool. I like it. It's old-timey. Plus, like, you know, I love
1: screaming Stella over and over. Stella! You know what I love? How her pediatrician, he comes into the office and he's like, Stella! I just thought it was awesome.
0: I wonder if she'll even get it. Like, who watches a streetcar named desire? And by then, Seinfeld won't even be on anymore. Remember when Elaine I didn't took even those... know
1: what that was from. I only know it from uh, Seinfeld. Oh. Like, I didn't even know the original of why she was saying "stella." It's a uh, streetcar named desire. <laughs> yeah, He's I meet Street- Marlon watch. Brando. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I've only seen the clips of it. Anyway, <sighs> and I like the name because it's kind of classic. You don't hear it very often. No, I think it's I think it's beautiful, and it goes it's really perfect. well with um. And my mom's face, when we told her the middle name, she just looked at me, and she just kind of, like... She kind of welled up, but also beamed with pride at the same time, I she think. She was, like, in awe. Her mouth kind of dropped open, and she kind of shrank her head into her shoulders a bit. She was sort of like, Oh I think that's great. I think your mom's wonderful. And, I in like... for it's my for, middle name, too. Yeah,
0: and for, like, Italian people, it's, like, it's such a huge deal. It's such an honor to have a grandchild named after you. It's a huge honor, you know But I
1: like that it's we did it because we wanted to, not because yeah. we had to. No, yeah, I know. I know.
0: Yeah. I felt a little obligated with my, my dad's uh middle name, but I'm still kind of you know, I'm proud of it. I feel
1: like it's the coolest name ever. Well yeah Giuseppe you can't beat that. No, I love that name. Mom. Well, it's awesome.
0: He's like he'll be like the the fourth. Well I think the first Giuseppe got got his head cut off by the train that one time. <laughs> That's another. And that's another another show. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) stay tuned. So where are you at now? Do you have any depression? Like, how is she doing? We went to the pediatrician.
1: Yeah, we went to the pediatrician on day thirteen of life, and her weight velocity is suboptimal Um, (laughs) from day eight to day thirteen. So that kind of made me feel bad because I've been breastfeeding. So. And I can't calculate what she's getting, which I normally can. And I would know exactly how much and I can do all that. So, like, I'm supposed to just do this by instinct and know what I'm doing and make sure everything's fine. Like, she's gaining weight. She's just not gaining as much as we would hope. So she's gained seventeen ounces a day, seventeen no, grams a day, and she's supposed to. Seventeen ounces would be a porker. Yeah, um, yeah, seventeen point five grams per day over the last eight days, and she's we supposed would to gain about twenty to thirty grams a day. So you're not. She's still f- below far birth off. weight by five ounces. So. Okay. Anyway, you would just hope by two weeks of age that they would at least be back at birth weight. But she's only a hundred grams off the birth weight, right? One hundred fifty.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, look, I think I think. That you showed like so much commitment to the breastfeeding thing, and another thing that's weird is like, I when <sighs> being the birth mom is so much harder. It is in everything is it's hard on that you. I can't
1: bounce her because no, my...
0: but that's what I'm here for, right? Because you can't bounce because you have ac section Excellent bouncer. I, by the you way. know what? Thank you for noticing. I'm glad you noticed. But the the thing that I did that really fucked me up is I was trying to do everything. Like I was trying to bounce. I wouldn't. I didn't give up until you yelled at me. Because like I just I wanted Did to bounce, I, yell at you? I wanted to be in charge. I wanted to make sure you got a good night's sleep. And it's like these are all stupid things. So when when you gave birth and we got home, I took it to the far other side. I was
1: I wanted to hold her, I wanted to bounce her, I wanted you to go to sleep. And it's like <laughs> yeah, there was that one night that you took her down for five hours, was it, of her crying because well, she... you were trying to spare me. Well, but it wasn't because I was trying to starve her. It was because like I, I bounced her. Were to... No,
0: she doesn't deserve to eat. I, Malcolm's a cutter And she's anorexic That's how this shit's gonna roll Okay And then we're gonna end up On intervention no, And it'll be beautiful She kept
1: settling Just long enough for you To think she's about To fall asleep yeah. So then when she'd cry again You're like Oh you were just about To fall asleep And then before you knew it Yeah it was like Five, five hours had gone yeah.
0: by And I hadn't slept And I was very angry And I, I am mean When I'm tired I am fucking Don't try and gloss it over I'm mean I'm yeah. short Yeah
1: you were really I, mean I made Malcolm
0: cry The night we got home um, Cause like your parents Had brought him over For a visit To drop off some stuff For the baby or whatever and he was just testing everything. It's like, ev- I'd say, Malcolm, can you pick that up, please? Because he'd throw something on the floor and like, look at me, you know? Yeah. Can you pick that up, please? No. I'm like, pick that up. No. And if your parents had not been there, I would have I would have put him for a timeout. And then I was like, God, when are you leaving? And it just came out. And oh. he looked at me. And his eyes welled up and his lip pooched out. And I was like, fuck. Malcolm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. And I I spent three minutes apologizing. And then not only was I ashamed that I, you know, hurt his feelings and made him feel like he wasn't welcome, I did it in front of your fucking parents too. Like the teachers, right? Brutal. Anyway, so I'm trying yeah. to you I made know. him cry too. It's hard because he is like he's, he's having a very a hard time. sensitive kid plus it's hard for it's them. Hard. It's a huge adjustment. But I think he's done really well. Like, I thought he was going to be really jealous, but he's not. But, I mean, I think he's mourning kind of, the like, the way things used to be. Because, like, we used to have a lot I'm of energy. I'm mourning the way things used to be. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah, that's what I want to get back to. So, you know, I've been on both sides of the, you know, labor and stuff now. And so have you. So which one do you find harder? Being the person in labor having the baby or the person waiting to have the baby? Because you had to consult. Like, I had to work you through 10 contractions. You had to do 800, like... Which one do you feel is... Uh... I
1: hated not being the birth mom. All aspects of it? I just found it like hard to know what to do, because plus it was our first kid. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't know what I was doing in that way either, and it's like, I didn't know what you needed, and obviously you were going through the labor, but you know too from your side of things that you're also sleep deprived, and you're also <laughs> exhausted.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, and you also
0: can't fix anything. Like, sometimes yeah. they just need that boob, and I can't do, I can't take that job from you so you can sleep for six hours, at least not yet. Like, maybe you at some point you can express milk and then he I can I have so that much
1: trouble feeding too. And like, um, I don't know. I look back and think, oh, I shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't have acted that way. Like, when I think back to your situation, I just didn't know any better. Well, we didn't
0: know either, but now we do. But now I have to realize that I have to give up control too on some things. Like I can't, there's things that I can't spare you and my trying to like make things easier for you makes things worse, which is (laughs) pretty brutal. Well, sometimes. Anyway, the other thing too is like, I feel like being the dad is easier because I don't have to feed her but I do want to try to put her back to Sometimes I
1: feel like the feeding is so relentless that I'll never escape and that I'm going to, like, scream. That's She'll, what I feel but like because every hour and a half to three hours, I have to sit there for, like, 30 to 45 minutes because she falls asleep and I have to, like, change her and wake her up. So And sometimes that whole process takes 45 minutes. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, okay, and one feed's done, and I'll look at the clock, and I'm like, fuck, I have to feed her again in, like, an hour. Yeah, And it's like... Okay, what do I what do I want to do? Because uh, this is my only time. It's like I have to pee. I have to okay. I have to shower, but I also wanted to go for a walk. But I can't do both because by the time I'm doing that, she'll want to feed again. And also, I am a private person, so trying and working on breastfeeding. I and her not gaining weight. I have to like kind of concentrate, make sure she's doing well and sucking well, and making sure she's active. You know, like all these things now that I have to sort of pay close attention to. So, the, like, being out in public, even though I have that little cape thing to help hide us, to give us privacy, is still, like, hard because it's hot under it and I can't see what I'm doing very well and, like... You don't have the breastfeeding pillow either, so you got to hold her. I don't have a pillow her. and I have a long torso, so I basically am holding her the whole time. Like, it's... I don't know. I just find that part really hard and, um, so that part's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just get emotional about things, like if something's really awesome, I'll cry, like make so happy, I could cry, and then something sad, I could cry, or like, um, if she cries too long, I will cry. Yeah. <laughs> do you get the tingly boobs
0: when she cries?
1: Yes, I do. Well, that's good. That means you've got good milk. You've got lots of milk. Do I? She's not getting weight. <laughs> well, maybe she is now. Although today, like, she's. Had milk dripping all over her face all day. Like, she just is totally milk drunk all the time. So, I think I'm starting to do better. I asked Malcolm if he wanted a
0: glass of milk, and he just looked at me. He's like, Not mommy's milk. Gross. Oh, really? Gross (laughs) that he even thought that. Yuck. I'm like, Look, I can't get a glass. You're not getting a glass. Would you try your own? Uh, You should. Why? Just to say
1: you have. I don't know. What are you so worried about, Prude? I'm not even worried. I just don't want to. You should be more I've open. been degraded enough here, okay?
0: <laughs> okay we should wrap this
1: up then you keep saying that and yet here we are five hours later okay and guess what i got a feeder again <laughs> yeah that's what you did with your downtime was this so uh if you feel like making any
0: donations go to change of we're poor just we're kidding, poor i'm,
1: I'm about
0: kidding. to get locked out at work so money's gonna get real tight so if you care to make a donation like i usually don't beg i leave that to other people to beg on my behalf but feel free toss me a dollar or two american money even better I'm mostly kind of kidding. Okay. Mostly. Kind of. Well, if I get locked out, I'm going to be doing a lot of begging.
1: And you're going (sighs) to be having a lot more time to do shows. See? Positive. Yeah. If you get locked out, it means more time at home with the baby. Yeah. And me and Malcolm, which is so fabulous to have more family time. Like, what a wonderful side effect of this lockout. And you'll have more time to do more shows because you haven't had a lot of time. Yeah, I haven't. And if I, even if I did have time, all I want to do is not talk
0: to people. I just wanna, I just wanna be I alone. I know.
1: Even when you drive us places, you like i have to ear, put my headphones in on. you have to remember
0: i'm used to being alone for like five six seven eight hours a day completely alone most yeah, and for the most then part you
1: wanted to tune us out i when just you got home
0: i'm the kind of person that needs to like be alone have my own thought and like just have like an hour or two where i'm not doing something you for never, someone else like
1: what i think is funny about that is that you never like remove yourself from the room
0: because i'm afraid to what if what if you need something what well, if then malcolm I needs call something
1: you or text you well then i
0: might as well just fucking stay right here you know
1: yeah, but then it's like, I'll see you there, and I'll be like, oh, I'll want to say something to you, and you, like, actively ignore me, which I find frustrating. Because <laughs> I just want to be in an igloo by myself, in the fucking cold tundra. So, yeah, but that's when you, yeah, like, any time in life, though, it's like, if you're gonna zone out like that, why don't you go zone out in a different room? Oh, I'll do that. If that's, an, if that's on the table, I will absolutely do that. It's always an option. Who's gonna make the bed? That's the real question here. The sheets Who's are dry. Who's gonna clean up? Who's going to cook supper? (laughs) You.
0: What a life. You know, if you think back to what... Because it's been 10 years that we've been together, minus that one month where I dumped you because you were such a cunt. I have to stop saying that word. I dumped you because you were such a bitch. Remember when I dumped you? Remember when I... That's my trigger word. Dumped you?
1: Cunt is my trigger word. It makes you feel weird? It makes me feel... Like, you just can't call me that.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, note to self... um, this but is the
1: first time you're noting that no, you know but that. To me,
0: it's like it's like how gay men say faggot. It's like I'm taking the word back because it doesn't just mean anything. I think it's like the worst name ever to it, call it somebody. It used to feel that way for me, and now I'm just like I don't care. It's just a word like it. It has meaning to you. <laughs> well, to normal people, yeah.
1: Yeah, but to me, it doesn't. It's a really harsh, horrible word to call a female. What, how do you
0: feel about axe wound?
1: <laughs> I've never heard that one. Well, maybe I'll start using that. Well, now that I know it's a substitute for kind... We should have wrapped this and like round thirty minutes ago. Okay, this is so boring. For I'm the sorry. Listener. Okay, well, I apologize on Sandra's behalf.
0: Okay, do you want to close <laughs>
1: out the show? Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>
0: okay, well that's that. Uh, change of address, um, sixty nine at gmail.com. I'm sorry. I'm the father of both of your children, and I ha- I think sixty nine is funny. Okay, and if you want to uh, submit anything, <laughs> it was small, medium, large. And
1: what the small was, the was on the top. The longer one they had to find for me for the insemination was that one like. Super ultra, or like, what is it called? Extra large?
0: I think they just call it whore.
1: For the Amazonians? Like, what do they call?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Didn't they also say something about how you're being tall was a, was a gift? Usually tall women have easy
1: labors or something? Didn't they say something like that? Well, the way I was progressing I, with the contractions, I I always will wonder, like, how fast that would have gone. I know she said I was only two centimeters, although you think it's all a conspiracy and that she lied about Yes, I, that's me. who I am. That's always who you are. <laughs> but um yeah I always wonder like if she hadn't have been breached would all of that gone because I was in labor for a long time before I even knew I was in labor so in my mind like I wasn't tired from labor yet <laughs> Do you know what I mean? yeah. like it didn't even start till seven. <laughs> I feel like I could have kept on going for a few hours. You probably would have been able... Like, I had this fantasy
0: when you first got pregnant that you were going to have the vaginal birth that I wanted, you know? So I was going to vicariously get that. I
1: thought I fucking deserved a good... I think I did get a good birth. And my C-section, way less painful than my laparoscopic surgery. That's insane to me. Yeah. Way less painful than every day of my life for the last six weeks of my pregnancy. Did we rate like your right C-section? now? No pain like, on your on your number scale with that. What's your C section on your number scale? Did we do that? Oh, it's been like a three to four. Get out of here! Yeah. Wow. I've been off pain meds since like she was eight days old. That's amazing. Like it's tender, but it's like nothing compared to all the other stuff. Wow, good for you. What does hurt though is like my like my innards hurt is it painful I've googled it it's like gas pains they say after C section I remember that that really hurts when you can like it's like you can feel the food moving through your body yeah it hurts and it's then weird. I'm, and then I'm like
0: I remember thinking like cuz I I took naproxen and all this stuff and I'm like fuck trying to shit out a coke can when
1: you've got a fresh well, C section yeah. like that's oof. why I stopped the pain meds cuz it's not going to help with all the other body functions right yeah Anyway, okay, we should wrap this up. I'm a really private person, and I'm going to talk all about... <laughs> well, I don't think vaginas and bowels and shit like that is, like, private. Like Nobody what... actually uh, is going to hear this, right? It's, it's just for us, posterity. It's just for us. Uh, yeah, right. Okay, We're never going to look back. You at don't me. actually okay. post this on the internet,
0: do you? What's the internet? That doesn't even exist. I don't, I don't know. Okay, well, congratulations, and thank you so much for birthing my second child. I feel like I got two babies for the price of one. She is so cute. She's very cute. She's got a lot of hair...
1: And she has she, my nose, and I have a good nose. You know what we did when when <laughs> I took
0: I took I found I, I found a picture of you as a baby, uh-huh. like the birth announcement thing. So I took a picture of that, and then we took a picture of Stella with your your baby picture in the same frame. You guys
1: look a lot alike. Yeah, like we a do. lot, a lot alike.
0: I don't. I don't know. I feel like I'm really
1: lucky. She's so she bad and this happy. is what she might look like later. But as a baby, I was pretty awesome. She should only be so lucky. <laughs> uh, All right. Okay.
0: Do you want to have the last laugh? I feel like a. Ha
1: ha ha ha. Wow. Oh, uh, Elaine, uh, this is my Aunt Stella. Stella! <laughs> Stella! Hey,